Material Components. Episode 25. Welcome home, Cherish. Greetings, and welcome to Material Components, the actual play RPG show all about intelligent items and the adventurers who love them. I am your humble dungeon master, Mike Gargoni, and joining me, as always, are my stalwart adventurers. Hey, adventurers, how's it going? Hey. Hello. It's good. Hi. Howdy. Pretty good. Hey, folks, I am uh, Olivia, and I will be playing Tears of Cloakbearer, Child of the Outer Storm. I'm Elliot, and I will be playing Cherish Ironstrike, the Tiefling Sorcerer. I am Michael, and I'm playing Sid Emberlight, Half-Elf Rogue. And I'm Reed, and I'll be playing Grawl, the Hobgoblin Warlock. Indeed. So, to start things off, I would like to ask you the same question I do every single session, which is, do you remember what happened last time? Yeah. Yes. Uh, it was kind of scary. Mike, however briefly, was able to make me question my convictions. Uh, happy happy to report back that I now once again no longer care that we killed that envoy. <laughs> really? That's it. Yeah, that's it. Okay. <laughs> that's the most important part of it. Okay. Uh, All right. All no, right. we finally arrived in Blue Gulch. Yes, this is true. You did arrive in the city of Cherish's raising, if not birth. And uh, you found that you were welcome in the streets of this lovely southern town. Not for long. <laughs> nope. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we uh, split up as a group. Uh, Cherish and I went to Cherish's home to find Kalkin, who was not there. Because she's working for a guy whose name is... Danjo Deepseam. Yep. In a mine. Indeed. In a mine. In many mm. mines, possibly. Because, yes, yeah. you learned of Danjo Deepseam through some exposition on Cherish's part. You learned of the rivalry between the Dwarven Mining Company owned by the Deepseams that exists on the eastern side of the Mokum River, basically opposite Blue Gulch. Yeah. But that's not all we discovered. No. We also discovered that there is a dude named, I wrote it down. That's good. Uh, never going to remember this. Uh, He's got is, such a cool name, though. Yeah. A very cool name, and I can't... It's Jeremiah Payne. It's yeah. Jeremiah Payne. I swear I wrote it down somewhere, but I'm just going to write it down. I have, I have it written like the opposite of a Mrs. Tirza cloak. Bear. Wait, no, that doesn't work. Trust me. It's <laughs> like the opposite of that. <laughs> it's like it's like that, but instead of a heart written around his name, it's just like stab marks. <laughs> There's a pencil literally through the pen uh, through the paper. Yeah. Uh yeah. And he was uh preaching the gospel of uh Dehaka and converting people into this fun, fun cult. Uh by using his hands, he was burning with his hands, mm -hmm. uh, and the symbol looked a little different, but it was basically the same thing. And the and the flame magic that we saw looked very similar to uh, Lucrezia's chains, so you know, probably 
Seems to be a connection. Not related. Seems no. to be a connection. I leap to conclusions. So that's fun. There's like uh, around 20 of them or something like that. Yes, you uh, see that there is apparently a holistically grown cult cropping up here in Blue Gulch, as opposed yeah. to the other Ozzy Dahaka cultists who you have come across that have been inflicted with these brands. It seems as though those being brought into the flock by one Jeremiah Payne are being done so with his own two hands. Spooky. Yeah, and he's blind too. That's what it looked like. Oh, yeah. What it looks like. Um, I know he it. is blind, but talk about was... talk about getting some sneak attack damage. <laughs> <Maybe>. <laughs> yeah. uh, Unless he has blind sense somehow. Yeah. Also. Yes. My good good friend. Here. Yeah. Uh, there's another auger bearer in town. It's true. My good, good friend, except I've never met him before. That's okay. <laughs> you are friends through adverse adversity. And by adversity, I mean the coincidence of your forge bond. Mm -hmm. Which, uh, that's no. Sh Shikar, the binder. Nothing wrong with him. <laughs> Probably not. Nope. No, in, like fact, a... in fact, I believe the, the last, the thing that didn't happen at the very last second of the last session was Maz being like, this guy's not what he seems. And I was like, cool, couldn't you have told me that like 10 minutes ago? He was also <laughs> very... <laughs> he was also very nervous about whether or not Tirza had finished her training. But that seems had to taken be... her oaths as taken her the oaths. Thunderguard. Don't yeah, worry, good I'm going to follow up on that You're immediately. You're assuming in a good way. Yes. <laughs> okay, we're just going to make that clear, though. It's going to be fine. Yeah, it'll be fine. Before definitely fine. we leap into yeah. the moment, though, because we will be coming in to the session right as Maz is warning Cherish within your mind, he is not what he appears. I would like to take a moment for uh, Olivia's exposition corner. Because it it Olivia's exposition corner. It occurs to me that I don't think we've ever gotten a proper explanation for what the augers are in terms of their placement within the Jarashir and what they mean to both you and your religion. Have we ever talked about that? I don't no. think so. That's okay. That's you. You and I have talked about that, a and lot. I just naturally assume that our our audience yeah, just knows everything I know. <laughs> I'm very good at paying attention, and I know for a fact I haven't heard that information. So, I, uh, I guess I want to leave it up to you, Olivia. We can share this with the audience or keep it more esoteric, because it wouldn't be something that the other players necessarily know about. And it might develop naturally in play. Um... Especially considering it seems to be a uh, a topic of conversation right now. <laughs> uh, yeah. I... None of them have ever asked. Fair so enough. I don't know That's if true. they deserve to know. Okay, okay fair wow. enough. So, we come in now at the uh, seemingly abandoned home of Kalkan Ironstrike. Cherish having let you all in with her spare set of keys. One, Shikar the Binder having been welcomed into this home and given a cup of tea. And a forge bonded item 
spoken into the mind of a sorcerer, saying, He is not what he appears. Uh, I communicate back to Maz telepathically. Do you care to elaborate on that? Clearly he is hiding something. Can't oh, you okay. see it? I can. I can. I just, I, I don't know if you saw something that I didn't see, okay? Yes, I know he's hiding something, clearly. All right, great. Thank you for telling me what I already know. <laughs> Healthy relationship. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> we, we, it's a good, you know what? It's, it works for us. <laughs> it doesn't. Mm -hmm. Um. Cherish uh, kind of folds her hands on the table and uh, turns to Tirza and says, you know, since we're on the subject, um, I know that we haven't talked about it a lot, but I, I have been curious about, because Neta's part of this, this Thunder Guard, right? Yes. So, I mean, what is it exactly that do within the Jarshir kind of day-to-day -day stuff hello Mike have I been inducted into knowing what they do day-to-day -day? yes you absolutely know this okay uh, though when you are when Tirza is silent briefly Shikar will step in and say the Thunder God are an unspoken fifth guardian guild within the Tempest Rest. They protect against the abominations that creep into the valley from the storm. They assure that the time of Tempest does not come prematurely. I wonder, then, why you would be nervous about Tears of being in the Thunderguard. And this huge seven foot tall Goliath, still dressed in his dark cloak with the heavy manacles resting at his waist, will turn to you like a slow, craggy boulder being turned and raise an eyebrow and say, I don't know what you're talking about. Look. I I can't speak for Sid and Grawl, but we don't really have any loyalties to the Jarashir or the Scaled Council or whatever. So if you've done something wrong by them, it's none of our business, but Tirza deserves to know. Honestly, child, if I had any idea of what you speak, I would answer. There are no lies among the Jarashir. Can I roll insight on that? Back me up, Cheer. Sure. You saw him visibly relaxed too. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <that's... laughs> uh, give me an insight. Twenty-two. Twenty-two. Your you didn't see the initial reaction. So I did. You did? Yeah. I thought both, that was just yeah. I thought that was Sid and Cherish. No, no, no Sid it was Sid and Cherish. Yeah. I, I rolled just one too short. Right. 
I think I rolled like a three. Yeah, I wasn't even <laughs> considering that Raw would have gotten it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, look, there's well, people I, here. Oh, I, got a, I got a 19 on that, so I did not make it. Uh, very good. Uh, Shikar will look between the two of you and say, The Thunder God are bound by certain oaths and she'll he'll look over to Tirza and your mentor Netta she is fully bound by the oaths of the Thunder God I have a feeling you know what that entailed uh Tears, uh, yeah, let's, lets her gaze drop and nods. Yes, I, I understand. It's, I don't, it's not, uh, useful for me to be bound this way. You understand. Indeed. Hence my relief. Without the final oaths, there is less of a restriction on what Tirza is capable of. Less restraint. Are we talking a physical restriction or some kind of, I don't know, Mental, it's is probably it a, like a piggy promise. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like a piggy, piggy promise. Yeah. <laughs> and he'll look worriedly over at you, Tirza. And again, there's this sense that he maybe doesn't want to keep talking because we're talking about deep Jarashir lore here, and these are outsiders. This is what. This is why I'm not bound. These... They won't... I trust that they wouldn't betray my beliefs by spreading this. Give me a persuasion roll. We did chop a guy's arm off once, and that made you very upset, so I'm not really sure if that's... <laughs> I mean, if it comes to just not keeping a secret, I can keep a secret. Yeah, come on. We've all got secrets. Uh, 17. I have no friends to tell any secrets to, so... Sure, that's, the, that's the other thing, is like, who do you guys talk to? Each Me other. and each other. <laughs> You're a little 17? Mm-hmm. Shakar will bite his lower lip a little bit. And then with those just like solid marbles of green eyes that he has, will look back at the other three and say, 
the final oaths of the Thunder God bind its members to the will of the Jarashir. They are ancient, sacred things that cannot be undone. Not being a member of the Thunder God allows other Jarashir certain latitude in their actions. Hmm. Cool. So there's... They feel like some kind of... They, they're compelled and they can't do certain things they can't act in a certain way is that kind of what is that kind of what you're talking about they swear a sacred oath to break such an oath would invite disaster okay okay um you see, in the Jarashir, when we make promises, we actually keep them, Sid. I know that's a foreign... No, <laughs> it was out of character. Uh, no, only the Thunder Guard <laughs> do. You're not one of those. You can break any promises you want. <laughs> Point taken. I, um, But in character, <laughs> I... I wanted to stay with you guys. We're glad you did. Yeah, we probably would have been screwed without you, so. You, you <laughs> did buy me a horse. So. <laughs> okay. And I. More than happy to, girl. <laughs> he takes a sip of tea. It's way too loud. Gross. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Awkward silence. Shakar will look back to you, Tirza, and say, Clearly you have much to discuss with your compatriots, and what you choose to divulge, I have no say in. As has been said, you have not sworn the final oaths, so you may do as you wish. Thank you, Binder. When you feel the time is right to strike at the heart of this corruption, you may find me at the called shot. That is where I am staying. Thank you. I... I will. Good choice, by the way. It seemed the least filthy of my options. Yep. Rosanna didn't put that on the sign, and I'm I'm glad she didn't because it sounded exactly like the best advertisement. But yeah, it's true. <clears throat> yes, the excitable goblin woman is very inviting. And he says that in all like seriousness, completely straight, yeah. <laughs> completely unaware of what he just said. Yeah, but, <laughs> but what if he did mean it? We'll never know. Uh, and he, that's a ship I can get behind. Knows. That's, that's a ship I can get behind. Yep. He stands and nods to you, Cherish, and says, thank you for the tea. You're welcome. And his cup is untouched. He didn't drink any of it. Yeah, no, it's fine. And he will 
stride back towards the door. And before he leaves, he'll turn and look to you. Tears, uh, give you another strange, quizzical look. And say, Forgive me, Ogerbear. I do not wish to be rude. I thought you would be younger. Cherish um, is doing is has her hand over her mouth a little bit, like this is not my thing to say. <laughs> uh, God, do I just say it? I stepped into God's mouth. Um, <laughs> I wouldn't phrase it that way. Um, I <laughs> look clearly the Jarishir don't know how to phrase things. Yeah, I. I had a transformative experience. <laughs> it suits you. Yay! <laughs> and he will turn to leave. Unless anybody stops him. Oh. Okay, so he leaves as he's... Mm -hmm. Walking out the door, you can see that the sun has set. There is some lingering storm light out in there, and you can see the lamps of Blue Gulch are slowly coming to life. They are gas lamps that are fed by a quite marvelous uh, natural gas system that runs through the town. It also what allows certain houses in the city to have hot and cold running water. Ooh. Okay, well, that was a lot of information. Uh, yeah. Um, we don't have natural gas lights in our in our place, right? No, no, no. no. So, cherish. Calvin always thought it was an extravagance that was just a waste of money. Hmm. Oh, I love uh, her. So, cherish goes around and starts like lighting, you know, the wall sconces or whatever, mm -hmm. and candles and shit. It's a couple of like glass covered lamps around. Yeah. There's a big one that dangles above the table in the main, like, kitchen area. Yeah. Well. Uh, so, yeah, we've got a few things on our plate here. We still yeah. need to visit your mom. Um, yes, I was actually going to do go do that. Um, she should be... <sighs> Danjo should have let people stop working by now, so see. Well, the big problem with the Deep Seam Mining Company is, yes, a chunk of them come into Blue Gulch at night to blow off steam, but there is a company town across the river where people stay. Oh, no, I just, I just mean, like, if I go over there, I'm not going to be, like, cutting into her pay or whatever. Oh, yeah, you have her. no idea. Yeah. Yeah, we don't know what her hours are. Yeah, but I assume that Hopefully, there is some structured eight-day work hours over there. Probably not. Probably not. Uh, you're welcome to come with me. If you, you can stay here, feel free. I don't... There's not 
I don't think there's much food here since my mother hasn't been living here, but you feel free to help yourself to whatever we do have. Um, and Sasha's is just up the street. And you're, you're heading over there now? Yeah. Okay. Even if the ferry's not running, you can just fly over. It doesn't matter. The ferry will be how running. Would the, how would yeah. the ferry will be running? Okay, okay. great. Um, I mean, I, I can't speak for anybody else, but I wouldn't really feel great about letting you go in your, going by yourself, just with you know the cult and everything, so I don't mind going That's with you. That's fair. Uh, and Cherish turns to Grawl and says, I am going to explain the situation to her, but I can't guarantee that she's not going to be upset. I know that you didn't mean to cause her any make her life harder. I, I don't but I don't you, see what there is to be angry about. It was a common mistake. Uh could have happened to anyone. I I know. I know, but I think it'll all be fine. I I just hope that you understand that the right thing to do would be to apologize. Oh, yeah. I I took her stuff. It was an accident, so I right, don't think she's right, going right, to smack right. me in the head with a hammer, so don't, don't let that so happen either. to me. I I would hope not, but uh, again, you don't have to a, come Is there a height me. advantage that uh, Kalkin has on me? I'm just curious how tall Kalkin is. If Grawl would be afraid of Kalkin just a bit. Grawl is a little over six feet. Mm-hmm. I think he's right at six foot. Yeah, Kalkin's a little bit shorter than you. Oh, okay. So pretty close to like eye to eye, for the most part. You probably have like five inches on her. Oh, okay. Well, I'll be fine then. No, Kalkin and I are about the same height. That's cute. Mm. She's just like that's three times your width. Yeah. Yeah. And also, that's so cute that you think that just because someone is shorter than you, they couldn't absolutely <laughs> beat you up. Oh no, no, he's still afraid of the fact that uh, uh, Kalkin is going to suplex the shit out of him. <laughs> For taking her her bag of gold, girl, just, give me a hug, just like uh, over his shoulder, head, his head <laughs> just pops off, spine, like Bane. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, girl's weird, trying to be weirdly optimistic about this. It's gonna be good. It's gonna be good. So you don't have to come with me if you don't want. Oh, I mean, I, I understand. I, I should probably be the one to return the bag since it was my doing. Okay. To apologize. Okay. Right. Yes. Yes. That's what we're doing. Um, okay. It's very noble. Again, it's up to you. And we also do need to discuss what we're going to be doing next about this whole mess that we found ourselves in here. Um, Which one? <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> um, I was talking about the cult, and I say we off him. Thank you, Grawl. Thank you. I'm just, I, you know, sure. I just want to get to the head of the problem and just lob it off. I'm Does not anyone uncomfortable. I'm not 100% opposed to that. Um, what I'm a little bit more concerned about are the the people that this man has duped into following this. Yes, I am as well. Is, you know, whatever. Um, they're 
they're being tricked. Like you guys all yes, like, realize they're, that, right? They're being manipulated. Of course, they've given into fear and chaos. I just I, feel like the way you phrase it is very is very um, accusatory and um, a little victim blamey. Not gonna lie. <laughs> well, I mean, again, I apologize, but this cult has a price on your head, and these people have joined it to have some semblance of safety that's false. I've actually been thinking a lot about the bounty thing, and um, I have come to the conclusion that I don't actually think the cult has a bounty on my head, and I am desperately trying to figure out what else I've done wrong that would make someone want to have money to kill me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Nobody look at Mike's crazy eyes yeah. right now. Oh my gosh. I, sorry, just quick, quick interjection, because I've been listening to the old episodes. I was like, you know... The cult has not been uh, very shy about sending people to kill all of us. Uh, so sure. I don't know why they would pay other people to do that. Um, yeah. The only other thing that's after me has also sent things, and I don't know why they would be paying people, and I cannot figure out why there's a bounty on my head. I don't know. I, I'm racking do? my brain. <laughs> Uh, well, we'll find out eventually. One we will, I guess. Uh, or maybe not. Maybe not. Who knows? Uh, yeah. Truly, uh, it is a mystery. What did I, I did, But it is, though I don't know what it is. <laughs> um, anyway. Yeah, as far as this <clears throat> excuse me, cult but is yeah. concerned, we don't have to discuss this now. Obviously, you know, you're going to want to see your mom. So this might be a long conversation. I don't know. Um, maybe when we get back. Yes, and we should we should eat something eventually. I mean, yeah. There is there's like no food in the house, right? Sure. Like I'm just assuming that like no, yeah. So we'll probably have to stop at Sasha's when we get, come back anyway. And you are just um, about out of supplies as well. Yeah. yeah. Did um when did Shakar say that we can meet him at the uh, anytime? He said when he when we were ready. When, when I ready. was ready. Great. Okay, cool. Right? Like, that's the best side quest where it's not timed. Right. Um, I mean, I don't think it's not timed. No, I think it is if we timed. leave it I long just, enough, like, keep go off just, on a murder just stop by Stormhaven really quick, and then we'll come back and we'll do this side quest, and it'll be fine. Yeah. Um. <laughs> okay, let's go to the mining town. Is, is everybody going, Jared? What, uh, or, uh, what are we going? We're doing that tonight. Just check. We're doing yeah, the visit I mean, tonight. Okay. Yes. Okay. okay. That's what I would like to do. Okay. All right. Everybody on board? Yeah. Yeah, I'll go. Oh, okay. Yeah, Wait. no, because again, right? No, you guys won't have to come with me. But what? If, what if? What if there are bounty hunters waiting for you? I'm gonna put the hat on. Oh. Mm. Um. I'm gonna have to put the hat back on. I guess. Can we, can we all go out and get food together, kind of a thing, and have a conversation while eating? I am, I am pretty hungry, too. I like that plan. It's a good plan. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, there are taverns over there. They're they just haven't. not like great. I mean, I feel like we've been eating, you know, 
meals on the go for like the last two weeks. So closer to three, closer to yeah. three. Maybe there will be some cultists there that I can punch to death. I thought you were going right, to say cultists go. that you can eat. Okay. <laughs> let's just go. Let's just go. <laughs> uh, puts the hat back on, takes the friend disguise, and uh, we're off. Okay. So, leaving Iron Strike Metalworks, you strike. I lock the door. Very good. Locking the door on your way out. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta be sure about these things. I I didn't specify that I hugged my possessions all through the night one time. <laughs> so are you striking straight for the mining town, or are you stopping yeah. to grab some food first? No, let's go over there first. Yeah. Okay. So get some cactus juice on the way. No. Striking eastward, you make your way out of town, and eventually you. There's a about a mile stretch between town and the river. It's sparsely populated out here. You're basically uh, surrounded by farmsteads. To the north, there's the sugar plantation of uh, Mayor von Zorovich. And as you're moving, you see the occasional person strolling either to or from the river. Uh, you pass at least two big groups of miners who have gotten off of their shifts and are rolling into town. The The road you're on that leads to the closest ferry is well lit. There are benches every now and again. This land and this town is way more idyllic than some of you were thinking it was going to be. Sid, Tirza, the two of you especially... Like, you've... Some of you have heard st only stories about the Drylands. Tears of the time you spent in the Drylands was way farther north, and it was in a mining community that was rough and tumble and very hard to live in. Yeah. This place seems quaint and peaceful and just way too nice. But as you're moving under the, the glowing lamps of the the gas powered lamps grawl i need you to give me a perception check Woo! uh that is going to be a 19 you smell the river before you see it out in the darkness you can see that there's a gap of welling shadows between two lamp posts you can see that the next lamp post down the road marks the edge of a ferry you see some people congregating there but just before you get to there, there's this small gap of shadows between lampposts. Okay. The lamppost that you're passing now, as you're walking past Grawl, taking up the rear of the group, which is your customary position, you hear a tink, 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 above you as you're passing the lamppost. Okay, is it a moth? A large brown moth is just slightly dinging up against the glass. Trying to get to the flame. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you make it to the ferry. A couple of people are waiting. It is five silver to cross. Five silver okay. it is. We can do that. Getting on board the ferry. Uh, this is just the commuter ferry, basically, to from Blue Gulch to the Deep Sea Mining Company. And... You see people getting on are miners who are going back, probably about to work the night shift. 
Most of them are filthy, rough-and-tumble folk who are laughing and cajoling with each other. Some of them are dour and staring into the middle distance, not really looking at anything. A few of them give you just, like, weird glances as you're getting onto the ferry with them. You're all way too clean to be miners. Yeah. I'm an adult. <laughs> I'll leave, yeah. I'm sorry. That was the day Grawl got kicked off the show. <laughs> Have you been letting me use prestidigitation to clean your clothes? Uh, do you want to do that? That's what I've assumed that I've been okay. doing. Cool, cool. We worked out a system. I give you a high five, you clean my clothes. And I don't even need the high five, but I take it anyway. Yeah, Aww, it's a good high cute. five. Like, it's a good high five. <laughs> No, none of the high fives I give anyone else are near that quality. Oh, well, shit. Hell yeah. Yeah. And yeah, you don't yeah, even yeah. have to look at the elbows. You just yeah, know. No. You do it. no, it happens. And a lot of times yeah. it's it happens when like side by side, we just put a hand up and it just boom. Hell yeah. Packed yeah, with the high so five. Packed with the five. I was just about to say that's a secret benefit of Mott that mm -hmm. nobody knew about until just <laughs> yeah. this moment. I don't think he knew about it either. I let people give the best. Oh, no, there's no R's in that sentence I was doing. Damn it. So. About halfway across the river, it's maybe a, a 20 minute pull. This is essentially a big raft you're riding on, and people are just pulling on these big ropes to get them across the river. About halfway across, this drunken orc stumbles towards you, Sid. And it's just oh. like. What are you doing here? Huh? boy, come down here. What do you think? You're gonna just gonna come in here and you'll spend money and just make us look bad, hmm? Wow, he's um, so far gone. He's so drunk. He should be. Is he upright? I mean, he's listing towards Sid. Oh, God. Um, I don't even. I'm not even. I'm, I'm leaning against something. I don't know if that's even possible. There's a railing, yeah. Railing, great. Um,. Oh, just, uh, you know, seeing the sights, thinking about moving down here, you know. Oh, ah, because moving down here from Slaughter, go moving blue guys, who the hell goes in the neighborhood? Ah, if it helps, I don't have any friends who are thinking about moving down here, so. <laughs> and he'll, like, uh, get what? right up close to you and, like, put a big, thick, green finger in your chest and, like, you have, we are wrong around here, huh? You don't even know. No, please, please tell me. I'm Jirza is actively giggling. Just, do I know who this is? Give me a history check. Mm, not too bad. Fourteen. Uh, you know that this is a an old salty miner named Grat. 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 <clears throat> this guy is one of the town drunks. He it's has been known to, to cause fights. He's been known to uh, people who he deems like look too pretty. He'll try to mess up their faces to make them look less pretty. Is it? Because he isn't pretty, and therefore he gets mad at the pretty people? Or is he just simply just a he's a, butthorn? He's a, an asshole. Oh, okay. Got it. 
Cherish, you were always warned to steer clear of him. Yeah. I know, everyone in this party is doomed, because we're all such hotties. <laughs> uh, Cherish, uh, trying to be a little casual, go- kind of ghost, like, ugh, old rat's been at the bottle again. And I'll, like, look over at you, and it's like, oh, yeah. No, oh, I was mostly doing that to try to get other people's attention to get him off Sid. Damn it. <laughs> and like some of the miners are looking towards you and going. <laughs> Shit. And they'll just like walk up to you, chairs, go, yeah. And go to see the man. I have business there. Oh, business. Oh, business. <laughs> and they'll shove you. Ah, hey, that's not nice. Ain't got no business. Uh-huh. Uh, I, st- I try and step in between them. Sid. And I say, sorry, sir, you seem to be mistaken. You don't actually want to be talking to us right now. I don't want to talk to who I want. And he'll, that guy over there. And he'll, like, put a finger right on you. It's like, I'm talking to you, pretty boy. You're trying. Uh, Tears of Wall, so, like, stand up. <laughs> uh, hand on Warhammer. No, God. <laughs> Guys, I don't want to take the fat off. Can we please... Chill. Um. Okay. Uh, he how about this? You. That's fine. He's drunk. How about, He's... how about this? How about this? Uh, uh I want to try and. How far away am I from this? Yeah, I, right I there. Usually, uh, oh, I'm right there. Perfect. Within cool. ten feet. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna try and intimidate this fool. All okay. Right. <laughs> I got a plus six to intimidate. We should be okay right. here. It's okay. Yeah, it's fine. Oh, nat twenty. Oh shit. It's fine. It's fine. It's God. Fine. We're good. We're great. We're great. Cool. It's a good day to be read. P- please describe grawl. what you do to intimidate this drunk asshole. So, uh, a green sausage finger man here um, has his finger pressed to um, Sid's chest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, uh, Grawl puts out his arm and then just summons the great sword into his hand and it is leveled on the top of his finger in between them. And then I look him dead in the eye and say, it's time to go. And this orc will kind of like stumble back as the sword just appeared and is like, and he'll like stare at you with these like wide bloodshot eyes and he'll kind of just fall over and roll over himself and sort of crawl away on the deck and meanwhile everyone else on the deck is kind of like laughing uproariously uh, a couple of people will wander forward and just like drag him off towards another corner of the uh the the ferry and yeah he is uh shouting something about green eyes from the other side of the ferry oh. <clears throat> and uh Cherish, to be clear, I wasn't going to fight him. He's very drunk. It would not no, even be close to a I fair fight. I was mostly talking to Tirza. <laughs> oh, okay. 
I would have resisted getting out of the scabbard. <laughs> Can I you mean, do that? I would yeah. have tried. I try. I try to like not fully draw, but like just do do your best, Storm Piercer. Let's see what we got, and I just try and draw Storm Piercer. And you hear him go, hmm, and you just draw the sword. <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> nice uh, try, buddy. I'm gonna have to work on that. <laughs> oh, no, please what, don't. Maybe next what, level. What yeah. happens the day that you try to do it and just little hands pop out and know, just like right? stop it from happening? You're gonna freak out. I yes. Yeah, maybe he was just maybe he was just doing that so when he actually does want to resist it, you won't be expecting it. Ha <laughs> ha indeed. <laughs> uh, I don't I don't buy that, but sure. <laughs> the rest of the ferry ride progresses without any real note. You make it to the other side of the river, the rest of the, the barge riders disembark. You pay your you pay the ferryman and move on. The road here winds up into the foothills rather quickly. They, The switchbacks here are lined with minecart tracks. And as you follow the gang of miners that are also going up the hill, you eventually come up over a rise and see a huge, sprawling... It almost looks like a, another city. It's a dark mirror to Blue Gulch. Blue Gulch had a sort of a green effervescence to it, this this friendly air of welcoming warmth. Despite its rough-and-tumble settings, Blue Gulch is the best you could possibly do, given the surrounding environment. This place is made of dark stone, dark steel, and dirt. People here are smudged with coal and the, like, runoff of filth that they need to, like, wash away the minerals to expose uh, the the steel, or not the steel, but the iron and copper and uh, bronze that they mine out here. There is basically a city built into a huge excavated pit beneath you in the center of these foothills. The mine works stretch out for miles in every direction, but this sinkhole here has a city rounding its outside perimeter, winding down to the bottom of this huge pit. The air is filled with the the clank of machinery, the ringing of anvils, the the smell of sulfur and burning metals and alloys being created. It is a mining town, and it looks like it's something ripped straight from certain stories of hell. Red fires are the only things that light the night air, but this town never really sleeps. There's always work to be done. A huge cart track winds up and down this big pit, moving to and fro, the constant sound of of mine carts moving all the time is a constant almost irritating sound, but it's just a cacophony. And once you start moving down into the pit itself, it's louder and louder and louder till you basically have to shout to be heard. Um, most people who live here, Cherish, you would know, uh, wear earplugs or go crazy. Yeah. Or some people get used to it. You know that there are, cer- there are certain denizens here that are, yeah, are either deaf or just like, they don't even hear it anymore. 
And what is this mining town called again? It's just called the Deep Seam Mining Company. Okay. The fact that people live here is sort of just a byproduct of how much business they do. Not good. Yep. Okay. Uh... So where do we start? And as the miners progress down into this pit, you reach the edge of it and, like, look down. And there are several different avenues that you can follow to get down. There are There's a circular spiral road that is basically a wooden platform built into the side of this hole that spirals all the way down. There are several lifts that you can take at different intervals that will bring you up and down that you're not quite sure what powers them. There are also... Uh, Mine carts that you could technically ride all the way down, though no one's doing that. Sounds like a slide so, situation. Yeah, we no, need to happen. No, no, Grawl can't handle that again. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Cherish, Cherish sees Sid eyeing it and grabs him by the ear. <laughs> no. <laughs> We're going to ah. take a lift. <laughs> Do you. And I'm assuming this all of this dialogue is now being shouted. Do you think we should find a, a foreman of some kind? A, someone in charge? Well, wouldn't we have to go down to do that? Most likely. Yeah. Cherish, I don't know if you've ever spent any time here. I don't know. I don't think so. If anything, Kalkan like, would have kept you away from this place. Yeah. You've maybe wandered over here once or twice in your rebellious youth. Uh, you and Jet might have made some kind of quick trip over to here just to see. Mm-hmm. Um, Throw uh, rocks at things. Many of the children to do around here. <laughs> who wound up at St. Cuthbert's or- Orphanarium, the orphanage that is on the edge of town, would will end up working for the mining company simply yeah. because... It's the most readily available source of work that's not like it's it's it, when you're looking for unskilled laboring in Blue Gulch, there's really two options. You either work on a farm or you be, work in the mines. Yeah. I don't like that. Yeah, it seems awful predatory to me. Mm-hmm. Yep, yeah, it certainly is. Um, that's why I. I'm really hoping that I can get my mom out of here because she never really wanted to work here in the first place. Do you think she had to like sign some kind of contract or something? I am hoping for the best, but expecting the worst. Sure. That should kind of be our motto at this point. Yeah. Yeah. The threadless hoping for the best, expecting the worst. That's kind of catchy. We could have Hmm. a banner. Okay. So, you take a lift down to the bottom of the pit? Yes. Yes. Okay. You know that the the wooden road that spirals around the outside of the pit, you'll the mining town is essentially built into the side of this strip mine. Oh. So, there are dwellings and businesses carved into the side of this sheer pit going down and a spiraling wooden road is the front of all of them. Oh, that might actually be better in in terms of like asking people where she might be. Yeah, I'm 
wondering if a foreman would even be all the way down there. That's true. Know. Yeah, we should take the road instead. My bad, guys. Is there a bar halfway down the pit called the Pit Stop? <laughs> yes. I'm it is now. Right on. <laughs> have, the the you... Pit Stop is at the bottom. Mm. It's always moving. Not constantly, but when they get further, it just it changes locations. Well, it, it's a little bit deeper. When the pit gets deeper, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Because that is one thing you would know about this town as well, is that it keeps getting bigger because this hole keeps getting deeper. And as it stands, the hole itself is probably 300 feet deep. Damn. <laughs> So, you take the road? Yes. Yep. All right. So, winding down, you're passing carved-out bunkhouses, some company stores, a couple of saloons. You're passing workshops. You're passing open entrances to mines. And all the while, there are, on the outside track of this road, basically the railing that keeps people from falling off of this long, winding wooden road is a mine or several minecart tracks that go up and down and spiral with the uh with the road itself. So mm-hmm. stuff can get pushed out of mines and it'll hit this track and then spiral all the way down to be processed somewhere else. Cool. Gotcha. Uh so what's the first like public house that we hit? Uh, the first public house that you hit is called the Oil Joint. Okay. Gonna poke my head in there for a sec. It is... It looks like a cafeteria, honestly. There is a mm-hmm. low bar off to the side. There is a bubbling pot of something being served. And there are several clay jars that line the back wall that are occasionally being poured into clay mugs and handed out to people who are sitting dejectedly at long tables. Um, there's people serving. Oh, yeah. Uh, can I go up to the counter? Like, not in in a way that, like, I'm expecting food, but maybe off to the side or whatever. Okay. Uh, there is a, a dirt-smeared dwarf who is bustling back and forth, giving bowls or cups to whoever wants whatever they want. Um, business here isn't booming, per se. It seems you're uh, just before shift change, so... Mm-hmm. and. Maybe an hour things are about to pick up in a big bad way, but uh, for now things are decently paced. So this dwarf will give you a side eye and definitely like look at all of you with a little bit of just like, what the fuck are these people doing here? And when you wander up to the counter, he'll like scooch over and say, can I help you? Uh, yes, uh, I'm. if you have a moment... Um... I'm looking for Kalkin Iron Strike. Kalkin Iron Strike. She's a half orc. That that doesn't narrow it down. I know, sweetie. Uh, got like a lesbian haircut. Um, <laughs> where? <No>. Uh, <laughs> sorry, I I I mean, I've heard of Kalkin. I don't know. Where would a blacksmith go in the yeah. mine? 
Y'all clearly aren't from around here. Maybe you might want to speak to one of the deep seams. Yeah, can you point us in the right direction? Well, Dogard Deep Seam runs the uh, the offices up on this level. Right. Uh, and where do we find him? Over at the offices on this level. Yeah. No, I mean, like, what cardinal direction are we talking here? And, like, the, there's just, it's just an open door. Like, there's no actual swinging portal to get into this place. It's just an open uh, aperture. And he'll point across the way, like, slightly down. And you can see that there is a position with two blue lamps on either side of another just open aperture. And he'll say, look for the blue lamps. Great. Thank you so much. Of course. And you leave. leave. Okay. So, going around the outside of this huge hole, the hole, the the pit here is probably also 100 feet wide total. So you're spiraling this huge distance. Um, But eventually you come around the circumference and reach this portal with blue lamps on either side. And you can see there is a bustling clerk's office inside. There are people at desks scribbling down notations, people filling out ledgers. There are messengers running to and fro coming out of this place. They seem to be writing dispatches, and uh, people are shouting about the prices of iron in Stormhaven. They're talking about the the price of bronze down in Srothheim. They're talking about the, the gold exchange at Fort Verge. Mm-hmm. And all of these numbers are being shouted out and written down and carried off, and people are adjusting notations and carrying orders to certain mine numbers based on what kind of production needs to be upped. Uh, I have a headache walking in. Yeah. Um. And in the center of it all, there's this tall desk, and you see a a a dwarf sitting at the desk with a, a long gold beard. Which is a little strange. It's it's tough to see a, a strikingly blonde dwarf. They're pretty rare, and uh, they've got a uh, head shaved on either side, and these like tattoos just above the ears that course on either side of this long, like horsetail mane on the top of their head. Very cool. I want to be that cool. Girl well, doesn't uh, say yeah. that. Reed wants to be that oh, cool. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Say, you are that cool. The yeah. the, the yeah. tattoos are number are words in one stripe with numbers beneath those words on the inner <laughs> stripe just above the ear. Hmm. What do they say? Uh, on one side, I do speak dwarvish. They are written in dwarvish, so that's good. Yeah, so I can read them too. Um, yeah, they are a listing of metals on either side with what looks like a price underneath each one. Jeez. Oh my god, that's so cool! Like, oh, this is also Olivia. That's uh, sick as hell. Oh my god, that's Deep Seam. Yeah. I found him. We found him. He's right there. Uh, yeah, yeah. If you approach the desk, I suppose. All right, and this guy's like shouting out numbers and looking over ledgers. And when you approach, um, he'll raise this like bright golden eyebrow at you and say, "I." I'm looking for Calcan Deep Seam. Or wow, Calcan Iron Strike. I don't get th- I don't get that mixed up in character. Calcan Iron Strike. <laughs> I hope it's not Deep Seam. 
<laughs> she got married. That's oh, why God. she's here. That's what Danjo wanted the whole time. <sighs> Stay away from my mom. Her hand in marriage. And this particular deep seam child will look up at you and say, I'm sorry, can I help you? Yes, I'm looking for Kalkin Ironstrike. No, I, I got that part. I'm wondering why. It's me, Cherish. I'm in disguise for various reasons. I... I don't... Is that supposed to mean something to me? I'm her daughter. Adopted daughter. Oh, sure. Fine. Whatever. Um, You're in disguise? Why? For various reasons that you, aren't any of your business. And you can see, like, a couple of clerks, like, looking up and... <laughs> a small shouting match happening here. And he'll say, Oh, well, if it's none of my business, I guess it's none of your business where to find one of the employees of the Deep Sea Mining Company. Sir, it's very important that we find her. And I'm sure it's very important that I get back to work now, if excuse me. Uh, Mr. Deepseam, I apologize. I, and I actually just realized, Mike, we've talked about this. Dwarves do not go by gendered pronouns, is that correct? Dwarves are always referred to as, within their own culture, they are dwarves. Dwarves are dwarves. Uh, there is no gender, per se. Most other races will misgender them as he because of the beards. Fair enough. Yeah. Dogard, I apologize. I'm very anxious to see her, and I'm being rude. She's working down on level eight, I think. Thank I you. don't know. Thank you. She's anyway. working on some kind of personal assignment for Dad. Okay. Thank you very much. I'm sorry to have taken up some of your time. Very well. Let's get out of here. And he'll like immediately go back to ledgers and shouting out numbers. Marriage could be a personal sign. Just saying. <laughs> She's making hey, babe, the wedding she rings. Make our wedding rings? What? Mm -hmm. God. In our mind. Yeah, I mean It's uh, all the yeah, raw materials, right? <laughs> Anyway, I I can give you the world. So... You can make whatever you want. You could make the biggest sword the world's ever seen. I'm like so worried now that this is actually what's happened, <laughs> and I, I really don't know what to do with my life. I had I another really... plan, but I like this one better. No, please, no, no, no. please, I... I'm begging you. Whatever it was, go yeah. back to that. No, no, Mike's sitting over there, just like, oh, this would destroy them. We should do that. We should do that. Mm. Only if I get uh, to be the maid of honor. Um. <laughs> so, uh, no. Who do you think Dogard's going to be in the wedding? The maid of honor. Um, I will obviously. fight them for it. <laughs> so, uh, you really don't understand the level system here. It seems to be based on rotations of the the ramp road going down. It mm -hmm. seems to be like every... 10 to 15 feet, there is a designation of a level. So, mm -hmm. level 8 is about halfway down, a little okay. before. And 
Coming down there, you see more and more mines as you're moving deeper. The upper reaches seem to be mostly delegated to uh, living quarters and small company-owned businesses. And once you get past about level six or seven, you start seeing more and more mining operations springing up. Olivia, you had something okay. to say? Oh, no, it was just that I'm sure that how we figure out the level system is a very funny montage of us asking people, is this level four? No, it's still level two. Wait, are you sure it's not level five? It's very silly. Actually, everything and people... and it's set to yakety yak. At yakety sacks. <laughs> um, yes, but yes. everything here is actually very clearly labeled. There is oh, that's good. A, a excellent wayfinding. A, a dwarvish numbering system at work here that is very, very efficient and makes it really, really hard for people to screw up where they're going. Well, that's good. That's good. Yeah, makes sense. <laughs> Eventually, you find your way down to level eight, and there seems to be a profusion of people working iron here. This seems to be the primary function of level eight, is the working of iron. As you're moving about, you really have no idea where to look once you reach the signage that lists level 8. Is there anywhere with blue lamps on this level? Glancing around, you eventually do see a uh, a doorway marked with blue lamps. Hell yeah. Go team. Color Cherish and tears a high five. <laughs> <laughs> it's not as good as the ones with Grawl. No. I mean, none can be. It's um, impossible. It's scientifically proven. As opposed to many of the other apertures you've seen here so far, this one has doors in front of it, though, that are closed. I knock on the doors. They're these large wrought iron doors, and as you knock on them, there's this clung, clung, clung. And there's a long beat where there's just the sound of the mine happening around you, and nothing happens. Is it open? You try the door? Yeah. Okay. I need you to give me a dexterity saving throw. God damn it. <coughs> uh, First roll of the night. Well, at least for me. Uh, hey, you know. have plus two to that. Uh, cool. I got 22. Nice. Oh, okay. When you try to force the door, you see the little rivets in the door suddenly like pop open like tiny doors and big spikes come out as you try to Ooh. shoulder into it, but you throw yourself backwards away from it. Uh, and then the spikes slowly <laughs> and slide Shit, back into the door. I wasn't trying to break in, just wasn't sure if it was, you know. That was cool. Just go in. And I'm fine, by the way. Thanks for asking. I mean, you are fine. I wasn't expecting you to get caught by that kind of thing. Yeah. Just saying it was dumb. Indeed. Well, now we know that that happened, so you're welcome. Let's just go try to find a smithy. God, what is the uh, forge? Forge, thank you. I'm like completely blanking on that. You just want to wander around and try to find a forge? Yeah. People? That's true. Are there people walking by? Oh, yeah. There's people everywhere. Oh, yeah. If anything, you guys are a little in the way. Ugh. We're being those people. Yeah. yeah. 
you're the ones wandering around the factory floor, not knowing quite where to go, and so constantly stopping. Oh my mom's here. <laughs> We're here to visit. Uh, We're here to visit. Mom. Iron Strike. Can you point us? Oh, you're doing such a good job. I, I just just point us in the right way. Well, we can find it. We can find it. We don't mean to be a bother. <laughs> Fuck. You follow the ringing of hammers, though, and eventually you find your way to a large forge that is casting iron. They seem to be uh, breaking down chunks of rock, and s- this is a smelts works slash forge. Mm-hmm. And there are, yeah. there are dozens of people working in this. It's this huge operation. They seem to be cracking apart rocks and... Uh, finding the the metal inside and hoping to boil that down without many impurities. Mm-hmm. Cool. Uh, where the steam and smoke from this place is venting to, you have no idea. But you can Probably breathe easy some... enough. Okay. That's good. Some low-income place. That's what they do. But looking around, there's no sign of Calcum. Yeah. Uh, pardon me. Just wander up to some rando? Yeah. Okay. Uh, probably someone not actively, like, pouring molten rock. Yeah. Uh, Cherish knows her way around a forge. (laughs) She knows when to not bother people. Uh, (laughs) you see someone wandering by with a, uh, a rough slate and a piece of chalk, like, marking off numbers, and looks like they're about to copy them down onto a piece of paper to be sent elsewhere, and you wander up and say hello, and it's this musty, rough-looking human, half-elf, tough to tell. Um, They've got a mining helmet on. Everyone here is all about safety. Uh, They've got helmets, and some of them are wearing, like, thick-lensed glasses as they're pouring stuff. It's good, at least. I don't think they're about safety. The company's about safety. (laughs) Lawsuits. And they'll look up at you and go... The reason why I got kicked out of the Hobgoblins is I wanted to be a lawyer, okay? (laughs) I wanted to be a warrior of words, okay? (laughs) My true passion. Yeah. The law. Legal jargon. I'm sorry, Mike. Some elves want to be a dentist. Some Hobgoblins want to be a lawyer. It's just how the world works. Mm -hmm. It's a bit cliche, but sure. You wander up to this person, they'll look up at you and say, Sorry, are you lost? I I am, actually. Uh, I'm looking for Kalkin Ironstrike. Oh, um... Sorry, she got off shift probably about half hour ago. Shoot. Um... Well, we just talked to Dogard, and they said that she was working, so... Yeah, yeah, because Dogod knows what's going on down in level 8. Okay, um, do you know where she bunks? I I don't really know. Uh, and he'll, like, turn and look and say, Hey, Sims! And this, like, gnomish head will pop up from behind, like, a conveyor belt and go, Yeah! Uh, and the human you're talking to say, Where's Kalkin racking up at? And this little gnome, Sims, will go, I'm down level 16, I think! And the human will turn back and go, I think it's level 16. Okay, thank you very much. Yeah.
Jeez. Down to level 16. <laughs> I, walk, I walk up to them and we're going deeper into the pit. <laughs> Adventure. Bureaucratic nonsense. Huzzah. Huzzah. You wind your way even deeper and deeper into the pit. The darkness of night is now only punctuated by the rough red lamps that light this place. There is a, a crimson tone to everything down here. This deep, you've totally lost the light of stars that is such a trademark out in the drylands. Mm -hmm. And once you grow deeper, the looks get dirtier. People working this far down who maybe haven't seen the sun in a little while. People who don't leave the pit because they either can't afford it or because they have no reason to. You start seeing pale faces marked with dirt. Uh, once or twice, you'll see an elf, the likes of which I don't think any of you have seen before. Maybe Sid, having spent their whole life in Stormhaven. It's such a cosmopolitan city. Right. You see a drow. Oh. Their skin is pure white. Their eyes are pure black orbs. You can see dark purple and red veins just under their skin. Oh. Their ears are long. Their mouths are full of sharp teeth. Well, that's interesting. Yeah, I feel like I... What, what's that part of Stormhaven? Is it Nightshade or... Nightside. Uh, Inside, that was it. Probably seen a drow or two over there. Yeah. They are the rarest sort of elf. Yeah. Because they do not do well in sunlight. Absolutely not. I'm just kind of like in awe. Like, I, I, I don't. I've seen a few, but I don't see a lot. It's been like, oh, whoa. Right. And as. The drow passes you, Grawl, it will, like, give you a once-over and, like, stare at your pale paper-white flesh and, like, kind of give you some kind of salute that you don't recognize. Like, it, it's a gripped fist just above, like, below the ribs, and they pound it in twice. Sweet. I do the same. And they'll nod and keep walking. Grawl, are you part of a secret organization that I don't know about please do tell no no you'll you'll figure it out when you're older it's what? very inclusive like not inclusive it's exclusive no it's like, I, I yes that's the word I'm looking for I'm okay. sorry I was just so caught up in the moment because it's how, it's how very can rare I join this group? what how can I join this group I'm you desperate. can't no Why look at you look at you I'm not it's, it's all wrong it's all wrong <laughs> <You're> wrong <laughs> Yeah, look at look at it. The, the hair, the face, all of it. Your teeth aren't pointy gone. enough. It's mostly the teeth. Your teeth aren't pointy enough. My teeth? Yeah, no, no. My it's the canines. Yeah, Which yeah. one? Which uh, one? These, these two, these two right here. You're gonna need to file those to a sharp edge. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. okay, okay, okay. Yeah, 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 good. Can you tell me what this group is called? No, I can't. <sighs> one day, girl. One day. I, I will teach you all of my secrets when you're older. Stormpiercer says, I don't know which one of you is fooling around. <laughs> Neither do I. Neither do I. It's Neither crazy. Do I. And Maz in your head chair says, I can't tell which one of them is dumber. Neither can I. I wish I, <laughs> I, 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 wish I could hear Maz so I could just be like, it's more dumb. 
<laughs> it's okay. also it is more dumbass. <laughs> yeah. Quite. Drop that mic. Which uh, one? Yeah. No, I don't want to drop either of these mics. No, no, no. I like them both. Such good mics. Mm-hmm. I'll see what I sell that. Eventually, you find your way down to level sixteen. This level seems to be devoted to the working of gemstones. There seems to be a a concourse of movement coming from every direction moving to level 16. Anytime people find rubies, sapphires, diamonds, they are directed towards level 16. Okay. What do you do? Anything... Uh, anything well, with, like, living quarters? Yeah. There are a couple that you pass, yeah. They have rough, oh. shod wooden doors on the front of them, but they're labeled, like, Bunkhouse 43, Bunkhouse 46. Yeah. Um, How many levels is this place? We're on 16 right now? Yeah. Uh, We're, like, almost to the bottom, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, you're... Yeah. It's three quarters close. of the way about. Yeah, about three quarters okay. of the way. Can we see the bottom? If you like stare out over the railing, mm-hmm. it's just dark down there. There are spotted oh. lights where you yeah, yeah, you could definitely see the bottom, but it's still a okay. bit of a ways. Gotcha. Yeah, can we can we grab someone and ask if they know a Calkin? <laughs> yeah, we need to take that. Do you know one Calkin? You know what? Where is she? Where is she? Where is she? <laughs> Rachel. Rachel. So, Fuck. walking, eventually you grab this uh, tiefling who has this bright blue skin. Uh, their horns kind of come down and around their ears. Mm-hmm. And uh, they give you a look when you ask which way to Kalkin, um, and he'll say, ah, you'll want the boss's bunkhouse then. <sighs> Cherish is like, well, actually not this, because I'd be hitting the horns, but like, oh god. Where is that? Bunkhouse 45. Okay. On this level? Oh yeah. Oh, thank you. Mm, Cherish takes oh. the hat off. Okay. Uh, a couple of people who are around here are just like, ah! Yeah. <laughs> so, Cherish, are you excited to meet your I new dad? Don't talk to me, Sidian <laughs> Emberlight. I know that's not your real name, but... <laughs> this is the worst day of my life. Um... <laughs> It's so perfect. It's so perfect. I'm, I'm so happy. To, I'm going to have two great moms and two shitty dads. I don't know what to do with my life. <laughs> hey, two shitty dads equate to one okay-ish dad. Make, Not in this case. Make it some Not pretty big assumptions about that first no, mom I know. of yours. And, 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 but, and Cherish probably isn't making those assumptions until Sid says something. Says the dumb, are you ready to meet your new dad? <laughs> and then she's worried. Okay, so you make your way over to Bunkhouse 45. 
The door yes. here is yet another wooden slat that says Bunkhouse 45 on it. I'm going to knock. We okay. kick the door in. No. Oh. <laughs> uh, you knock and there's no response until someone from inside says, It's open! Okay. Open the door. Uh, you go in and you see that there is a a big common room that splits off into about a dozen long hallways with a bunch of rooms off to the side. It's like a little honeycomb. And mm-hmm. you can see in this big common room, there are a couple of tables where people are like playing cards or uh, talking to one another, enjoying drinks or some light food, though no food's being served here per se. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is a fireplace near the back wall, just in between two of the branching corridors that goes somewhere. You have no idea where the smoke is being vented to, but it's perfectly breathable in here. What they're burning is just straight coal. Seems as though they've got, they've got charcoal fire. We have a magical ozone. It's probably fine. Yeah. Uh, hey, you know what? This is, is causing the climate change up north. Not the realm scars. That's what they want you to believe. <laughs> they opened the realm scars so they could vent the gases somewhere else. <laughs> hey, you're caught in the end of the world. <sighs> <sighs> Remember that thing about how magic went mad 500 years ago and the outer storm has consumed the rest of the world? Yeah, climate change has already happened, my friends. Um, <laughs> magical outer climate storm change. Turning the frickin' frogs gay. <laughs> uh, the least of your worries. Um, so, yeah, you come into the room and you see that there are four people in here already. Is one of them Calkin? Uh, one of them is Calkin. Yay! At the table nearest the door. The bride to be. Uh, Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> She's wearing uh, a wedding dress. How strange. <laughs> <laughs> it's covered in coal, so you know, it's thematic. <laughs> That's but... the way they like it. Yeah. Uh... And she's apparently the one that shouted out, and when you walk in through the door, Cherish, I'm assuming you're first, her eyes will like get real wide all of a sudden, and she'll just push herself off the table and uh People will, like, turn and stare at her, and a uh, surly-looking dwarf will say, Everything all right, boss? Oh, she's... Oh, she's... Uh, I, like, I, like, run up and give her a big hug. And before, like, you meet midway, because she's running at you as well, and this big bear hug happens in the middle of this common room, uh... Mm -hmm. The three of you outside, the rest of the miners looking on, and there's this moment of uh, bone-crushing hug that is happening around you, Cherish, though it is a feeling that you uh, both know very well and uh, have sorely missed these last couple of months of travel. Yeah. I miss my mommy. (laughs) And I think it is there that we will take our break, and when we return... Uh, yeah, for once we're ending the, on the break on a very nice note. <laughs> <laughs> when we return, we will have our conversation with Kalkan Ironstrike. Greetings, my friends. I am Omatep Duskwalker, owner and proprietor of Duskwalker Import and Export TM, here today to talk to you about intelligent items. Now, you may be saying to yourself, but Omatep, I already know all about intelligent items. This is the Tempest Rest Valley, after all, where everyone has their own intelligent item. Well, 
Let me learn you something today, my friend. Because you see, there are two distinct types of magical intelligent item. The first is one where an item is so powerfully magical, so absorbed with great destiny and epic feats, that it slowly develops a personality all of its own. This can start with a magical sword that is extra menacing, or a magical cookpot that makes food that is extra tasty, and, over countless years, this will slowly develop into a true intelligence and personality, so that sword will relish being scary, and that cookpot will love making tasty food for all the peoples around it. Now the second kind of intelligent item is one that has had its intelligence imbued upon it, via some kind of powerful caster or mage, someone creating this item has given it the ability to think and reason. Perhaps they implant a fragment of their own personality into an item. Perhaps they steal the personality of someone else and transplant it. I once heard of an evil lich who stole the soul from an innocent victim and planted it into his staff so that that writhing soul might always fear the suffering that that lich needs to power his dark magics. Really spooky stuff. So, before you come to me and say, Oh, I'm from the Tempest Rest, I know all about intelligent items. I would like to ask you a question, huh? Which of those two is a forge-bound item. This is something I still have not been able to figure out, and I have been here for a little while. Does the forge-bonding process give a piece of the personality of the wielder to their item? Or are those personalities from... <laughs> well, somewhere else? I guess we'll have to see. Anyway, let's get you back to the action. And welcome back to Material Components. When last we left our heroes, they had wound their way down the pit, a large, cavernous city run by the Deep Seam Mining Company in an attempt to find Cherish's adopted mother, one Kalkin Ironstrike. Winding their way through a series of bureaucratic hurdles, they eventually found their way to Kalkin Ironstrike. So, we yeah. now join a mother-daughter hug, currently in progress. <laughs> Yay! Uh, Kalkin will release her slightly bone-crushing embrace and hold you at arm's length, uh, looking you up and down, saying, Cherish, what, what are you doing here? Um, funny story. Uh, well, we are down here for uh, an adventuring thing, but, um, uh, <sighs> We found your stuff. You... My... Uh, come in, come in! And, and all your all your friends, get out yeah. of the... Um, and she'll wave you inside and close the door, and uh, as the door closes, a lot of like the big banging sounds and the chug of uh, carts moving back and forth is not silenced, but it's definitely like lessened slightly. So it's just a low roar in the background. You can speak at a normal level. And she'll look you all up and down, and her eyes will definitely settle on Tirza and kind of like give her a weird look. <laughs> And I don't do the little wave, I just did. She'll her, shake her head and then look back to you, Cherish, and say, You found 
my stuff? What What do you mean? Girl. <laughs> oh, this was like, I, I assume, I'm assuming that like I gave you the bag back so that you could give it yeah. to her. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I was assuming the same thing. Okay. Um, Grawl is just standing there awkwardly silent is all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and oh, oh, n- now, now, yeah, now it is. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, <laughs> right. Uh, uh, so we we found we found your stuff. Um, and funny funny thing last what do, time. What do you mean my you. stuff? Uh, your bag, your stuff. It's a, like a satchel. Like, it's or is it like a, a pack? It's, it's a traveling backpack. Okay. You grabbed yes, it right thinking here. it was your traveling pack. This one. See and this? she'll this look at it stuff. wide-eyed and she'll say, my stuff, uh, my bags, I, I thought they were, I thought I'd gotten robbed at the Wandering Rose. I mean, you kind of did. Where did you find um, it? Did you find the thieves? It, mm, kind, mm, that's, mm, I wouldn't call them thieves. It was more of an accident. Grawl, um, I think honesty and just saying it is probably the best. Right, right, right. Now I'm getting, I'm getting to that point. I'm, I'm just about to arrive. We're pulling into the station now. <laughs> um, anyways, and she's looking at the bag got... with like a hunger in her eyes now, but she's definitely holding herself back and looking back up at you, waiting for an explanation. Uh, remember when we, uh, got attacked and by we, I mean, I got attacked outside the wandering rose, some kind of, uh, madman with a knife. Yeah. Yeah. And I split him in twain. It was great. I, I saw the aftermath. Certainly. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. uh, well, I decided that it was time for everyone to go. Cause that seemed like a logical choice at the time. And I thought I grabbed just my bag when we boogied on out of there. You, and she'll look down at the bag and look back up at you. You took my bag. On accident. You can check with my DM. It was an accident. (laughs) And I, I should have realized sooner that we had your things. We were all the way in the Eastwood before before I realized. He, and she'll slowly, like, look from you, Cherish, back to Grawl, had my bag for almost a month. And you didn't tell anyone? You thought it was fine to just traips around with my livelihood and she'll like kind of like bustle up a little bit and start walking towards Grawl. Well, um no, I didn't I didn't think that was a good thing. So one thing um, cherish that you know about Kalkin is her forge bonded item is a set of heavy goggles that yeah. she wears usually around her neck. Um And as she's striding forward, you can see that the lenses are becoming this bright, bloody red. Oh, she's in attack mode. (laughs) Sentry mode activated. (laughs) I I don't think he knew it was yours. And she'll walk right up to you, Grawl, and put a hand on the bag and just tear it out of your grasp. That that is is adequate. Yes, no, acceptable. That's probably fine. I She'll reach down into the bag 
almost without breaking eye contact with Grawl, and come out with the masterwork smith's hammer. Don't hit me with the hammer. And she'll hold it back behind her, and the hammer will suddenly start to grow. Until it is this huge, clobbering maul. Okay. Um, I would like to... Uh... No, 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 no one, no one interrupt. This is fine. It's fine. This is my fault. It's my fault. And her voice getting this, like, rough growl to it, she'll say, And you didn't think to turn back at all as you were leaving Stormhaven? Um, we didn't find out that we had an extra pack with us until we were well on our journey and And being pursued by cultists that tried to kill Cherish. Little flecks of foam are starting to form at her mouth. And you can see, like, her lips peeling back from these huge... The orcish blood in Kalkan is a strong, strong thing. Her her skin is this grayish green, but is becoming greener by the second as she stares at you. And you can see the veins on her neck beginning to bulge. Does anyone do anything? Yeah, I mean, Cherish goes to grab like her her free arm, and there's this like really tense moment when you grab her arm. You can feel her muscles, just this tight tendons stretching against her skin, and she'll turn at you with this just like snapping motion. And you can see her eyes are almost completely bloodshot. And there's you've never seen Calkin this angry. <sighs> I know you're upset, and and it's okay that you're upset, obviously, but... I... Grawl assured me that he didn't know it was yours, and I I believe him. Give me a persuasion roll. Do I get advantage because she's my mom? (laughs) Yes, but you also get disadvantage because she is raging. Yeah, that's fair. Um... Um, I would like to, as Cherish is saying this, also have the sh- the shield. It's out. It's not like up, but it's 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 out. Okay. It's uh, there. F- Fifteen. And your eyes flick down to her goggles, and you can see that they go from this bright red to a color of purple that matches your skin. And there is this long moment as Kalkin just, like, stares at you, and her face goes from this rictus scowl to just, like, a low frown, and she'll close her eyes and just, like, let out a long breath through her nose. You can see the tendons beneath her skin beginning to lose their their tautness, the veins on her neck and forehead beginning to... Stop there, incessant throbbing, her skin going back to kind of a a darkish, more blotchy green-gray. She let out a long breath, and then kind of seems to almost stumble a little bit, and she'll sort of fall backwards away from Grawl, and like, shake her head, and move towards 
a chair, and it's at this point that you can see that every other miner in this place has stood up and put hands near, like, either, like, whatever heavy objects they could go towards. They weren't sure what was about to happen. All they knew was their boss was about to start some shit, and they wanted to be ready to back her up. Aww. Aww. And Calcon will collapse backwards into a chair, her giant maul kind of thumping to the ground. You can see the, the stone on the earth splintering ever so slightly as the weight of this maul just <clears throat> hits the ground. And you can tell it's way heavier than her like light hefting of it made it seem. Yeah. Oh, uh, one of the, one other thing got to, I forgot to ask about, uh, so how much gold did Grawl spend of the stuff that was in there? Do you remember? Grawl, how much gold did you spend of the stuff that was in there? Only a couple gold, if I remember correctly. What we paid for the party? Yeah. Yeah, but that That was was literally like four gold or something. Hmm. Reed, do you have recorded how much gold was in the pack? Uh, that was in the pack. Mm-hmm. Ooh, this is gonna. Uh, yes, I do. Um, and by recorded, I mean it's in the message you sent me twelve months ago. Yes. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> you never actually wrote it down. All right. No, um, of course not, because I have it on my phone, which is perfectly saved. It's just <laughs> very, very, very far away in the scrolling infinite scroll. Uh-huh. It's gonna be a minute. Okay. Well, I, whatever it was, Cherish replaced it. So just let me know how much. Okay. It how was, much was in there and how much of It was money. 950 gold total. Yes, it was. And I don't know exactly how much of it you spent. The contents were 950 gold in various denominations, jerky, uh, trailbread, and other ra- uh, tough wraps. A 20-day trip, a masterwork camera, a neatly folded thick leather apron, leather gauntlets lined with studs of some dark metal, a jug of hard cider that smells like it could strip paint, loose nails and bits and scraps of metal, a wooden box that is sealed with a simple lock. Uh, there is no key in the pack, and three feathers that appear to be made of silver. Boom. Yes, so it was pretty obvious who this pack belonged to. It's fine. Um, we figured it out eventually. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was able to keep my mom from killing Grawl. So... <laughs> I feel like at the end of the day, everything worked out. Um, so yeah, I have 390 gold right now. So like, I'll say Grawl probably spent 15 gold. Okay. Just via like buying food and other sundries. He never went on a crazy buying spree. Yeah. I threw a party. I was for morale. Okay. There were definitely yeah. a couple of close calls at Duskwalker Important Export where you were eyeballing <laughs> certain items, though. <laughs> they didn't grab hold of me, okay? They didn't... God. I thought about it. <laughs> nah, that Gundam looked pretty cool, but no way. <laughs> so, so bef- before we got here, Cherish replenished whatever gold had been spent. Okay. And, I mean... Kalkin is still, like, giving dirty glances up at Grawl, but is clearly working to make her breathing a little bit more even. And the other miners in the room are sort of calming down. One of them will speak up and say, 
Everything okay, boss? And Calcon will wave a hand back at them and say, Yeah, yeah, sorry about that. Just, um, got my blood up was all. You know what the doctor said about that. Um, <laughs> That's why we don't go to him anymore. <laughs> That's true. Um, there was an incident. Uh, we don't need to talk about it. <laughs> the doctor needs a doctor. The doctor needs a doctor. There, and then I had there to is no doctor. doctor now. <laughs> Everyone in Blue Gulch is in very poor health. Very poor. <laughs> That's not true. There's actually a publicly funded hospital in Blue Gulch. Mm. Yep. Wow. Uh, Kalkin or uh, Cherish. I don't know if Kalkin dropped the bag. Did she drop the bag? She, like, yeah. She basically fetched the hammer out of it with the intention of caving in Grawl's skull and then dropped the bag. Yeah. Uh, so Cherish picks the bag up and kind of sits. I'm guessing, is it chairs or benches? Like, sits down next to Kalkin and yeah. kind of puts the bag on her lap and puts an, a hand on her shoulder. And she pats the bag and then looks over at you with sort of this tired smile. And she'll say, it's, thank you, Cherish. It's been a long time since I've been that angry. I, I don't know if I would have been able to forgive myself for killing one of your friends. I, I'm just sorry I didn't realize sooner. It's not your fault. And she'll shoot another dirty look at Grawl. What the fuck am I supposed to do? I can't just go on a 12-month journey just to go like, hey, here's stuff. I left your daughter to die, maybe. Grawl doesn't say that. Grawl does not say that. <laughs> so does not say that. Um, and I'm... And Cherish kind of says this, like, uh, like low, like, and I'm, I'm sorry that you, that you had to come back here. And that'll sober her up really quick. And she'll say, Oh, Lord. And then she'll start scrambling through the bag, and eventually she'll find this, like, big sack of money, and she'll, like, jangle it and feel its heft and kind of open it up and poke through it a little bit, and she'll say, Okay, okay, okay. It's not terrible. It's not, it's not terrible. Did you sign a contract? It's the only way you work for the deep seams, honey. That's... I know, I know. Do you have enough to buy yourself license? out of it? I can help you. That is totally unnecessary and not something I am asking you to do. I will be fine. How much is it? It's only 500 gold to break contract. Oof. I should have enough what? to cover it here. It should be perfectly okay. fine. Okay. Things will be tight towards the end of the year, but I'll be fine. And I'll be out from underneath Danjo Deep Seam's thumb. That's the important thing. Right, right. <laughs> but not out from under Danjo Deep Seam. <laughs> <laughs> That's my choice, though. Okay. <laughs> Ugh, I'm so glad Tears is not a different character and didn't actually say that. You don't know. <laughs> and I'm not going to ask. Whatever my mother chooses to do with her personal life is completely up to her. <laughs> uh. I'll say this much. She is into smaller men, but that's besides the point. Um, <laughs> Neither here nor there. 
funny. We're having uh, a good time here. It's <laughs> such a good time. Uh, well. And she'll then dig out the uh, the three feathers and look at them and say, Ugh, I wish, uh, why didn't you use these to at least let me know? I didn't know who they would send to. They can send to anyone you want. Oh. Hmm. I didn't know that. I'm sorry. That's it's all right. Um, I should have explained how these things work. Uh, yeah, I, I I make these myself. They're a lot of work, but you can get a message to anyone in the valley. Okay. Cool. I was planning on using them to get messages to you. Well, now you can. Now I can. And she'll... Then she'll scramble again into the bag, and then she'll come out with, like, the small locked box, and she'll go, Oh, okay. Well, looks like it's all here. That's good. <laughs> and she'll tuck everything back into the bag. And say, Look, I... Thank you so much for bringing all this out to me, but what are you all doing here? Besides, um, you know, saving my bacon. Um, well, we have some, you know, old mage stuff to do down here. Oh. Um. And she'll sort of get a creased frown in her face a little bit. And uh, I, I don't know if you've been to town lately, but there seem to be... We've run into some um, cultists, the same kind, the guy that attacked Grawl outside the Wandering Rose. Um, and they seem to be here. I, I There was, uh, there's this man named Jeremiah Payne. I, the preacher, the blind guy? Yeah. I didn't think he had anything to do with any cultists. I mean, he's a little bit of a, a wacko, but... No crazier than any other preacher wandering through. No, it crazy. seems so. So he wasn't branding people when you knew of him. I mean, I haven't personally been to any of his little. I just heard rumors branding people. Yeah, with magic. Uh, that never ends well. No. And you're sure he's part of this cult, you said? I'm sorry, honey, but you didn't really explain much of anything before y'all just took off after the Maker Festival. Well, do you remember a couple years ago when we were held captive and after she, the Maker Festival? She'll frown even deeper and say, I remember. The brands that those people had, it's... It's the same thing. The ones that the preacher seems to be giving people are look a little bit different, Sid said, but... Some... Those worshippers of Doohickey? Yes. Ozzy <laughs> Doohickey, yeah. Fozzy Doohickey. Fozzy Doohickey. Waka waka. Waka waka. Ozzy Tahaka haka. haka. <laughs> <laughs> 
Again, I'll be leaving the podcast now. <laughs> Goodbye. <sighs> That's... And she'll say, You're sure they're the same people? And this preacher is one of them too? There seem to be some similarities that at least need to be investigated. Sounds to me like if they're all part of the same group, they need to be... And she'll, like, eye her hammer. Yes. Yes, that is one avenue we are exploring. No, oh, good. Listen, honey, I'm not going to try to interfere with... What you've, whatever you've got going on with Zenerva, um, it's not my place. Mm-hmm. But just know if you need any help, I'm here for you. And then I think Cherish goes, oh god, and the, and the hobgoblin thing. Oh shoot, I almost forgot about that. Don't bring up the hobgoblin thing right now, it's not a good time. It's not a good time to be a hobgoblin. And she'll look between the two of you. We just need to see the mayor. Uh, not exactly an interaction I'm looking forward to, but... I mean, look, I'm not looking forward to trying to buy out my contract from Danjo Deepseam, but it still needs to happen. If you want me there to help you negotiate... No, no. Gross little creep likes to... You know, he respects strength. I'll, hmm, I'll deal true. with him. I've kept you away from him this long. I don't intend to let you be in front <laughs> of him now. Okay. He's always trying to hire tieflings on. Fire resistance and all. Ugh. But look at me, I'm so squishy. But you also don't get burned as easy. That's yeah. useful around the forge. Well, I'm glad you're okay. And I'm glad that we were to find you. It's certainly an exercise in patience. Honestly, I'm surprised you managed. The place can be a little impenetrable if you don't know your way around. Yeah. Well, and she'll stand up and, like, grab her pack, sling it over her shoulder. She'll look at the room and say, Boys, sounds like I'm leaving your fine company. I'm sure I could find cool. you work in Blue Gulch if you ever find the need, but until then, don't die down here. Oh man, don't leave Kalkin. Oh. Oh, oh, ah, God dang it, Kalkin, don't go. <laughs> you owe me five dollars. You're my oh, fifth favorite bus ever had. Why did they Why all did they talk? Like they're all brothers. We're all related. I'm gonna break my finger biting it so much. <laughs> <laughs> and she'll wave off all the commenters like, yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, <sighs> Alright, Cherish, uh, Cherish gives her another big hug goodbye and I think we should get going. <laughs> she'll follow you up at least a little bit of a ways yeah. um, and she'll uh, stop off at level 8 in front of that big iron door with the blue lights and she'll say mm -hmm. y'all get on home I'll meet you back there eventually I'm gonna deal with Danjo personally and she'll heft her big old hammer on a shoulder and rather than knocking on the door she'll just like boom and the door will fall inward <laughs>
Yes, I have the coolest mom. I have a gif of Big Bird doing that. <laughs> okay. Uh, and she'll give you all a friendly nod and then growl a dirty look as she just strides over this door, the crunch of like trap mechanisms beneath her feet. Cherish waves. There's a couple of there's a couple of miners who are like hooting and whistling as she caved in the door. Nice. Uh and as we're as we're heading back up, Cherish goes, Well, that could have gone a lot worse. Yeah, I'm I'm glad she has her her freedom now, I guess. I'm glad I was able and to that, stop her from caving Grawl's head in. And that I, she's not getting married to Andrew Dipsy. I can't even believe that you guys put that in my head. That was entirely Sid. It was mostly That's true. What? No, it wasn't. It was mostly Sid. I remember it perfectly. Mm-hmm. It sounds yeah. right. <laughs> yeah. They're all there for it. Why are you so weird, Sid? <laughs> yeah, Sid doesn't really say anything else. I mean, Kind of like, can we go? On your shoulders, Tears of Sadagar has an a bit of a moment of like chagrin, but also mixed with good humor. Sadagar found the joke funny. Yay! <laughs> uh, yes, let's go. Let's go eat something and discuss. Yes. Okay. Where do you go? Uh, what's what's a good restaurant? There are several cafes and restaurants in Blue Gulch, some of which are open all night. Yeah. There's definitely more, like, diner scenarios you could find in Blue Gulch that are, especially near the southern edge of town, that are leading towards the the mining operations. Mm-hmm. What's the best barbecue place? There is a fantastic barbecue place that is run in tandem with the Ulrich Ranching Firm uh, mm-hmm. that serves uh, the best Aurochs ribs in... Yeah. Well, they claim all of the drylands. Oh, yeah. Well, we're going to go there. Are are they... Did, is there evidence to supplant? That I mean, they are the best. Even if there was, Cherish is nostalgic about these Aurochs ribs, and so we'll probably argue that they're the best anyway. Yeah. Mm, okay, that's fine. That's fine. I mean, that's they make fine. their own bar. It's hard. It's a hard thing to compare because, like, they make their own sauce. They have. They do the cows. It's all in house. It's like tradition. It's- Some people argue that it's too oniony, but they're just not from California. What is California? Google. <laughs> No, this is Texas, baby. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you head back into town then? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Okay. How long has this taken us, by the way? Uh, maybe an hour. Be fast. I mean, you were just wandering around. Like, you you traveled, let's see, actually probably closer to two hours, because it was like 20 minutes to cross the river, and then you were wandering around here for probably a good 45 minutes, close to an hour. So by the time you get back, it's probably, uh, it's it's not even close to midnight yet. Okay. You are winter, like, the sun set pretty relatively early in the day. Yeah. So. Cool. Okay, so, getting back to town, you eventually find a barbecue joint that is open all night that is owned by Sanzir Searstone. That's a good name.
a uh, a dwarf who is famous for their barbecue. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have uh, out back. They claim they have like three smokers going at all times. They always have at least one aurochs on a, a spit that is slowly rotating, and you can just uh, request hanks of it. Nice. Uh, they also have uh, delightful colored greens gathered from the prairies and surrounding farms. Nice. Yeah, let's get a table. Yeah, you can easily get a table. Inside or outside? Uh, inside out. How cold is it during... How Well, how cold is it during the nighttime here in the dry lands? Because I would imagine it is, gets pretty darn cold. That is actually something you notice as soon as you get out of the Deep Sea Mining Company is it's really, really warm down in the pit. And once you get up out of the hills and back down towards the river, this long after sunset, it starts getting precipitously colder to the point yeah. where it's just like, Ooh, we need to break out our winter clothing again. So, and you can see people bundled up against the cold still out and about on the city streets. So inside then? Yes. yes. Okay. Inside is warm and smoky. The ventilation here is not as good as it could be, though that might be on purpose just to keep in the smell of barbecued meats. Mm. Part of the charm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you are given a, a rack of sauces to go along with whatever table you get, and uh, you can order whatever hank off of the aurochs you wish. The menu oh, yeah. is chalked up on a blackboard in, near the back of the restaurant. Oh, I like this place. Yeah, I'm getting some ribs. Yeah. Okay. I Are there, like, collard green-style... Uh, Sides. Oh yes, yeah. sides. Absolutely. Okay. As well as uh, barbecued baked beans. There's like uh, rich, cheesy uh, noodle dishes that you can get. <gasps> mm-hmm. mm. I mean, this is essentially just Podna's pit over on Killingsworth. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Are there the real question? Are there grits? Can I get some? You may get grits. Oh yes. So you get all whatever food you can. Uh, this place isn't exactly hopping, but it ain't exactly slow either. Uh, yeah. It's not full by any means, but it's not like you're the only people in this place. Yeah. So you're you're seated pretty quickly. Um, there is uh, someone playing an acoustic guitar over in a corner. Does he have a mustache? He's got a, a deep old mustache, and he's just a sad old cowboy playing some Perfect. guitar. Perfect. He's got a little hat in front of his stool where he's just twanging away at that guitar. I assume they serve uh, alcohol here? Oh, yeah. Oh, good. Uh, There is cactus juice on the menu. Yeah. I would like one cactus juice, please. (laughs) Tender. Grawl does the thing with the slow turn. (laughs) Cherish does too. Because when you, <laughs> it comes in pints. <laughs> it comes in the cactus. You just lob off the top. No, oh, this nice. this place no, isn't no, no, that no. fancy. No. Oh, okay. It's not artisanal. No, this this is like the filtered, like mass-produced cactus juice. This isn't like okay. the cactus juice that's really gonna mess you up. 
It's probably for the best. Yeah, this is the kind of cactus juice that only comes in like 12 ounce glasses. It's not even a full pint. You kind of get like a snifter of it, and it's usually on ice. Yeah. Sure, whatever. I'll take one. Yeah, and uh, it is spicy. Mm. <laughs> uh, so all told, your your meal here will cost a grand total of one gold. One gold? Nice. Yes. That's, that's for all of you, not necessarily individually. I'm buying... Okay. I I'm I, I I took the money. I should probably buy you guys some food. Thing is, also we kind of you know yeah. paid for you all the way down here. Yeah, I know. It's because I didn't have any money because I spent it all on you in the first place. Sure. Good cactus juice. Good drink that up. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, I pretty much I pretty much down it. How that wait how great. fast? So we're yeah. having this conversation wasted. Cool. <laughs> There's only one drink. Just one. I'm fine. Did you have it before you ate anything? No. Yeah, we had to. We, well, the drink came first because they handed that to yeah. him right directly, yeah. and then we had to wait for the food. The food's not just like boom, there it is, right? Uh, not unless you're ordering like sides off of the rotisserie aurochs. Yeah. Well, shit. No, I didn't wait for food. Okay, give me a constitution roll. Yay. You're supposed to savor it. It's a... I'll savor the next one. It's fine. <laughs> what kind of spicy are we talking here? Ooh. Like spiced tequila? Because that's what I was thinking. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. I got 18. Okay, you, you oh. can... Uh, Sid can hold his cactus. Okay, that's fine. It's prickly going down. Yeah. Mm. It's even prickler coming up. Tell you what, <laughs> that's why you don't usually drink it. Just, just chug it down. Is there some person at like the table next to us, like fucking tourist? <laughs> Good, yeah. right? Good, right, Sid. You should get, probably get another one. I wouldn't mind. I'll take another. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Savor this one. I mean, I'll, I'll savor. I know that this is. I know this. This type is mass produced, but it's it's about the flavor. Right. Yeah. This one goes with the meal. Okay. Yeah. To enjoy the full palette of flavor. Cherish. I mean, it's just spicy. It's just nice. Quick I question like for Cherish. Yeah. Did you put the Hat of Disguise back on? You did not no, say you I've did, been... but I'm... You're giving you... me a shot. You're giving me a chance, which is more than I deserve. Um... Don't let the cultists, cultists interrupt our barbecue. <laughs> Yes, she did. Let's... Okay. Oh no, Bar- she's not happy about it. Like I can't stress enough how much Cherish hates wearing the hat of disguise. <laughs> not only because the hat is ugly, but also just generally like being home and like being around people she knows and having to not be herself is really, really harshing her vibe. Right. And yeah, especially like you know Sanzir Seerstone. Yeah, exactly. They are a very friendly, personable dwarf who is just like a fine connoisseur of barbecue. And if you were yourself in here, you'd probably be getting free drinks. Exactly. Now let's think about this for a second. (laughs) (laughs) 
that was don't worry about it there was probably a a heated conversation when we sat down at the table like i mean i can get us free drinks no just keep the hat on (laughs) all right so you have a table you have your food you have your drinks and i i think this like friendly chatter is going on and tirza is probably like dead silent and then finally just goes so can we can we talk about it this this is all very nice but yeah we can we can talk about it but it's fine I just, I think that this is a more pressing situation than we're, I don't know. I mean, it's hard to think on an empty stomach, so. Like I said, you have your food, you're probably like mid-meal. I just... I know that none of you understand why I feel like I have to do this, but surely you agree this something has to be done about these people. What, yes. What do you think should be done about this? And I lean in, I try and study you as closely as possible. Well, believe me, I want to help as many people as we can, but we we tried to talk to one cultist, and it was very upsetting, and I don't want to think about that particular experience very much. They seem to be completely converted when they're branded. I don't know that anyone... This Jeremiah Payne, at least, this man who, like you said, has been swindling people. He, at least, needs to be taken care of so that he can't hurt anybody else. I certainly agree with that. I don't know what we want to do specifically, but if we deal with him, I think we deal with the main problem here in the city. I certainly don't want... I mean, this is my home. I, I certainly don't want people here to fall under the control of this cult. We know that they're not good people. We also don't really know a lot. No, we haven't really been able to figure out much. This might be a good opportunity to find out some information. I don't disagree. But I doubt their forthcomingness on this matter. I don't know if that's a word. (laughs) It's used in dialogue, it's fine. (laughs) Well... They haven't... (laughs) Seems to want to cooperate with us so far. It 
could be possible that the people we've dealt with in the past have been a part of this cult for some time. I mean, a lot of the people here seem to be pretty recent, at least from what I saw. We might be able to get more out of them, especially if we go to them under the guise of uh, wanting to join. Um, it's not ideal, but... I will not be doing that. It's fair. That's I that's, that's about how I expected that conversation to go, so that's fine. Um, we could also... Uh, speaking of not uh, super ideal, we could also talk to the Haven Guard and see if there's anything we can find out from them. That's true. And you said that you, or and you said that the mayor was talking to the Haven Guard, and we need to talk to him anyway. So, right. Do you think this mayor will be our ally against? I mean, he sounded like a real piece of work. So maybe the mayor. The mayor is the only person that the mayor is the biggest ally of is the mayor. And I suppose if we can convince him that Helping this us cult is bad, right. yes, that that getting rid of this cult would be beneficial to him. I think I, I should do the talking um, where the mayor is concerned. I think um, I should do the talking. I don't think you should do the talking at all, girl. Why not? I'm good at talking. You're really not. Yeah, remember the time when I talked the the orc on the 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 ferry earlier out of not messing with people? Uh, I talked no, to, yeah, it was very uh, good. You don't remember that? No. So what I did <laughs> I is remember. I summoned the sword I, above his yes, finger, I, I, I and it know, scared that, him away. That's not talking. I was talking with my actions. Actions speak louder than words. I don't it's, so. Cut to. Girl, you shouldn't come with us to the mayor's. <laughs> there is a darkened room lit only by a red lamp. Grat, the drunken orc, sits alone in his room with a piece of coal in one hand, slowly drawing this like rough picture of a moth on a wall alone and just saying, The eyes, the eyes, the eyes. Cut back. Oh, God. I told you. Actions speak louder than words. A little too loud. It's true. Screamed but the, it into the, his soul. The... You did nat 20. I did. Yeah. Plus six. <laughs> um, I'm going to insist. Um... Should we try and... I mean, he's going to have to take our word for it, right? What do we have to offer to prove what we're saying is true? That's a good point. If only we had, like, an arm or something. Proving that they were bad. I don't know. I mean... I an arm would prove that we were bad, girl. No, yeah. no, it's we got the mark on it. Look what we found. Yeah. Severed arm. Mm -hmm. I mean, the head of the Haven Garden, Wickmore's Landing, he mentioned, he said something about, like, they, you know, dealt with that cult. Sure. Or what, I don't remember exactly what he said, but he was like, yeah, these people are bad. Yeah. Yeah, we have his... Uh... So we could send word to have him confirm however we can get that to happen. 
do we know they, how long that's going to take? I don't, don't know if Tears' friend is going to be able to wait that long. I don't think so. Yeah. Shakar does seem... Patience is not a oath the Jarashir generally take. Hmm. Interesting. Noted. Yeah. Seems like well, patience would be a virtue. <laughs> Weird. That's fine. Um, uh, I'm going to go reread the Oath of Thunder. <laughs> um, um, well, at least we have a start. We can talk to the Haven Guard, and we need to talk to the mayor anyway. It's a good place to start. And we can start as early as tomorrow. Yeah, start asking around. I don't... That's acceptable, but... These people, even if they've been tricked, even if they've been swindled, they are actively participating in a group that is trying to bring about the end of the world. And I don't know. I It's my job. It's my We have to stop them and I understand that you, Cherish, don't want to use force on these people in your town, but if it's to save the valley, Shikar and I will do what's necessary. Cherish, in your mind, you hear Maz say, I still don't comprehend the difference between this cult that you face and her religion. From your hip, Stormpiercer will say, Sid. Oh, shit. There are villains abound. They must be thwarted. Hey, question, actually, if we're talking about Forgebound, you may have been getting to that. How does the cloak feel? Sadagar rests on your shoulders with a firm, steady weight, and as you speak these words of conviction, there is a sense of... <sighs> sadness there but it's a resolute sadness. Sadagar feels a deep empathy for these people, but is also aware of what may be necessary. Sadagar's a little bit of a bleeding heart. I know. <sighs> Old man. <laughs> I 
Cherish kind of laughs a little bit bitterly and uh, <laughs> mirroring. I don't remember what episode it was, if it was even recently, but Tirza said, I understand, but I don't understand. And that is what Cherish says to her. Mm. Um. I will do what I think is right and to do what you think is right. I don't have the power to stop you. And inside your mind, Maz says, we both know that's not true. <laughs> so here's what I'm thinking. <laughs> We don't know anything about this cult, right? We don't know if once they get that mark, if they're being mind-controlled. We don't know if they're performing these evil acts totally of free will. We just don't know. And I don't feel comfortable taking these people out without fully understanding that. Does that, does that make sense? Like, I, I know that we've been taking out people left and right all, all the way through the valley, but that doesn't mean we should be. I don't disagree. And Stormpiercer but... will say, most of them were trying to kill us. And and to be fair, Stormpiercer, fighting in self-defense, at least how I see it, is fine. We're trying to not die. And I get so that. Be so because they're not actively attacking us in particular, even if they might be killing or attempting to mind control other people? We, we just, we don't know. I'm saying I would be interested to see how the rest of the townspeople who have been converted react when we take out this Jeremiah Payne is all I'm saying. I'll be interested to see that as well. I I certainly don't disagree that he is the first person we should talk to. <laughs> In a sense. <laughs> no. We're going to talk to him. Yeah. By the way, Grawl's been quiet like this entire time, just eating like rib after rib. As he is wont to do. Yeah, food's important. Where is the sword right now? Or is it is it unsummoned? No, it's summoned. It is uh like up against the table because he is this a booth or is this a table? It's a table. Yeah, it's uh blade down, hilt, you know, up and it's mm -hmm. resting against the table, like right there at my leg. Okay. How is everyone else finished eating, or is it? I'm gonna go back for seconds. Tirza, <laughs> <laughs> are you going to finish that? Tirza will not look at Grawl and just shove the plate over to him. It has no ribs on, so you know. I'm not looking. I'm just looking for food. I, is there was there is there food left on your plate? Oh yeah. Okay, great, cool, cool, perfect, perfect. She's perfect. hardly eaten any of it. 
Here's what I think. We talk first. We judge later. Okay? Okay? We don't get to just dispense justice as we see fit. <laughs> okay? Everyone cool with that? Yeah. All right. Yes, that's acceptable. Mm-hmm. Now we should all go home and get some rest. Big day tomorrow. Potentially right. dispensing justice. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah, I... We don't want have... another cactus juice. I, I'm probably all right. Okay, I'm I... getting one. We Kid? don't have... Jerry, she wanted to say something. I was just going to say, um, the called shot is actually the, the best place to get rooms. I, I don't know how comfortable hmm. you'll be. We don't have a lot of space. I can certainly try to set something up. I mean, I, I'll bunk at the called shot. Yeah, that works for me. Sid, are we rooming together just like old times? You've and never all... roomed together. <laughs> no, sure. yeah, we, we shared a, a tent, tent. For, th- for like three weeks. Oh, it was like a big true. deal. Oh, sorry, I forgot. Yeah. I... <laughs> well, you can have top out. bunk. Theoretically, well, it's not going to be, a, or it's not a chill if, room. It doesn't. Have... It might be. Well, why you're don't not, you're not large? I no, but like, I don't want to be under you. Because you probably because you because Sid likes to top. <laughs> I didn't say that. I implied it. Um, <laughs> it's the cactus juice speaking. It's the cactus juice speaking. Damn it! Uh, <laughs> yeah, sure, we can do that. Okay, fine, perfect. Yeah. Hey, 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 Sid. If we're rooming there, I'm sure. I'm sure the bar is pretty good too. So. It could. So. Uh, we were at the bar already. Just to let you know, it is two gold a night to stay at the cold shop. Yeah, we can afford that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, we're rich, son. All right. Just letting you know. Ish. Yeah. Okay. Um. So. so uh, oh, sorry. Are you dispersing from the seared steak? Yeah. Uh, before yeah. we disperse, what time do we want to meet tomorrow? I. Where do we want to meet tomorrow? I'm yeah, assuming I, the called I, shot. That's where. Can meet uh, you guys oh, at the called yeah. shot for sure. That's where we can meet. Uh, here's his friend. Shikar. That was his name. Yes. Yes. Shikar, yeah. The bookbinder. Tirza, do you think he's going to go for this, or is he just wants, or does he just want to go in swords ablazing? I, I do not know. I, auger bears are. I can try to talk to him. I do see the prudence of gathering information. I don't know. Well, we will let you uh, talk to him about that. That would probably be best. Uh, right. Do Grawl and I know the way to the call shot? You could find it pretty easily. Honestly, it's really easy to navigate in Blue Gulch. Once you get to the center of town, everything else is sort of 
leading away from the center green, like the spokes of a wheel. Are there signs that have like, Street is names? it like dis? Yeah. Well, no. Are there signs that have like, you know, Disneyland that way to Tomorrowland no. or, you know, no. Okay. It's not this way to the cold shot or the little billboards no. that point to places. Okay. No, most people navigate by getting to the center green and then winding in which direction they wish to go. Yeah. So I, I give them directions to the shot. Yeah. It's not not super far, but th- yeah. then again, this town isn't crazy big. You can walk the length and breadth of Blue Gulch in a couple of hours, as opposed to Stormhaven, which takes the better part of, like, three days to cross. Yeah. Yeah. Um, as... Because I'm going to the cold shot, too, I assume. I, I, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, um, I mean... Yes, I will go so I can talk to Chikar. Um, and as we're leaving Cherish, I will stop her and say, Cherish, I... For years, I imagined what Blue Gulch was like and what you were doing. And... I imagined coming here and going on wild adventures, and I'm I'm really sorry. That's not what it is. I am too. <laughs> uh, and she goes. Yeah. Okay. So, Sid, Grawl, and Tirza head to the cold shot, leaving Cherish oh. to head home alone. Poor. Oh, no. Wear that hat. Wear that hat. Wear that hat. I'm on. I'm wearing it. Wearing the hat. Yeah. But going to the house where you live. None of you offered to walk me home. Because we're dumb. <laughs> And Cherish doesn't... See, okay, so this is the thing. Elliot is like, hey, dipshits, you should have walked me home. <laughs> Cherish is just like, yeah, I'll just throw firebolts at anyone who tries shit with me. <laughs> Cherish doesn't give a shit. <laughs> okay. So. You part ways at the center green. Cherish heading in a more southeasterly direction, whereas... Uh, the rest of you head in a more directly east towards the road leading out of town. Eventually, the three of you find your way to the cold shot, and it is a loud, raucous place at night. Yes. A stage show going on. There's some, like, cabaret-type entertainment happening. There is a player oh, piano and a band. There's, it's a hootin' hollerin' saloon. I do the thing where I walk in, see the cabaret stuff, and I between Tirza and Sid, and I cover their eyes. <laughs> <laughs> this is not for you. You should go up to your rooms. I'll be down here making sure no one comes in. Slap <laughs> your hand out of the way, and I walk to the bar. <laughs> Tirza does not. Tirza is very grateful for the hand <laughs> over the eyes. Uh, oh, and I, I've told them to be like, yeah, tell Rosanna that you know, your friends of mine. I don't know if they'll give if she'll give you a discount. Probably not, but just like 
You should tell her anyway. <laughs> See what you can get out of it. She won't necessarily <laughs> yeah. give you a discount, but she might give you, like, corner rooms. Yeah, so uh, I'll actually go up and grab our room keys. How many, I don't know how, how old-timey saloons work. How many rooms are you getting? This place is nice. They have room keys. Uh, three, I guess. Okay, three individual rooms. Uh, she sets you up on the third floor, kind of like near the back corner of the place, away from all the noise if you want it. Um, she definitely like gives you a warm smile, tears as you're getting all of these things. And she says... It's always nice to see uh, your kids coming down from the Bari. It's uh, it's a real pleasure. Yes. Do you do you get Jarashir here often? No, not often, not often. But they're always friendly. They pay the bills, you know. So polite, you Jarashir kids. Yes, thank you. Uh. <laughs> I'm just imagining yeah. I'm just imagining that it's just it's just Fran Drescher but a goblin. <laughs> Is that not what goblins are? <laughs> Take that, Fran. Take that back. I, I love Fran. Okay. Good. I just I just I, I want someone to fight me on the internet, please. As as you're getting your keys <laughs> and she's like uh being nice to you, somebody like tries to lean over the bar and like pour themselves a drink from one of the taps, and she'll suddenly, out of you don't know where, whip out a hand crossbow and fire it into this guy's arm, and he'll like reel backwards, like, and the glass will shatter on the floor, and she'll say, don't mind that, I'll get the mess. <laughs> Tirza is just like, it's the the movie, like, frozen in place, holding the keys, like, what the fuck? And she'll just bustle off, as though not even <laughs> noticing that you're freaked out by this. Nice. I love her. I like and this I will place. die for her. Cut to Cherish walking home. Probably should have told them about the crossbow thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so happy she didn't tell me about the crossbow thing that caught me off guard. It was wonderful. Uh, oof. Hot in here. Hey, Grawl. Can I buy you around? Yes, you can. You can buy me two if you like. Sure. Perfect. Um, so I well. will have that right there. Um, and I point uh, at something on a very high shelf. There is a square bottle with dusky brown liquid in it. It has no label. Uh, let's see. Oh, did I not write her name down? I've already forgotten. Rosanna. 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 Mm this place is crowded by the way there is it's more than just rosanna she is like the uh the hostess she's wandering around making sure people are okay uh if anyone's actually looking for rooms she'll take care of that but other than that there are bartenders and other like uh catering staff dealing with the actual serving of food and drinks um, there's a couple uh, of big toughs near the stage making sure no one's getting too handsy with the uh the entertainment oh sure yeah i remember that um don't look sad what? Don't look at what? Don't, don't look at it. Don't look at it. It'll burn your eyes. Dude, I worked... I I was... I point at the big burly guys and like, that was me for like a couple of years. Like, I've seen I've seen this How'd shit. How'd you get so small? I don't understand. <laughs> okay. Uh, and then I waved down a, 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 a bar... like, a bartender. Uh, well, hi! How's it going? 
Ah, it is going fantastic. How are how are you doing tonight? Oh, just delightful. Ah, uh, man, you guys uh, sure put on an excellent, uh, excellent uh, vibe. I'm enjoying it very much. Yeah, and uh, you're but, here on one of the slow nights. Is, this is a slow night. Oh, for sure. Wow. This is a slow night. Yes. Hun, okay. you, you come back on the weekend. You'll see something spectacular. Oh, oh I just might have to do that. Um, now, my fine friend over there uh, has his eye on something way up on the top shelf. Doesn't seem to have a label. Can you tell me what that is? Uh, and she describes to you a dwarven barrel-aged whiskey uh, uh, that was aged. She claims it's pre uh outer storm it's like it is it is an alcohol that survived the migration into the tempest rest how how much uh how large is the container what the, are you looking the container is maybe the size of two of your fists put together okay oh, his fists are tiny Ooh. fantastic um now it it might be a lot so i'm afraid to ask but how much for that one? Well, you looking for the glass or you looking for just the bottle? Mm, what uh, price on both? Well, for a glass, that'll be 50 gold. You, you amateurs, you don't ask the price, you just order. <laughs> He's the one asking, not me. Now, if you want the bottle, sweetheart, well, you're going to have to bargain with Rosanna. She won't be popping with that very easily, I tell you what. Now, I understand that. Hmm, hmm, hmm. Why don't I... Why don't I order two glasses? Two glasses? Sure enough, sugar. Mm-hmm. Thank you. And you'll see her bustle over to the main bartender, and, like, he'll get a wide-eyed look and, like, look over at you and shrug. Um, you're pretty sure you see a mouth city slicker. Um, and then you see him... Throw a hand up, and the spectral hand, a mage hand, will go up to the top shelf, grab the bottle, bring it back down to his hand, and he'll, like, go over to a cooler, crack it open, and pull out two chilled glasses, mm. and pour, like, two fingers in each, and then carefully walk them over to you and set them down. And as you watch, you can see the glasses are actually made of the clearest ice you've ever seen. Mm. Uh, thank you. Thank you very much. Um, uh, I, Grawl, are you sitting at a table? Um, no, not, no, I'm Just standing. Bar. Uh, so it, like you said, it's pretty packed in here. It's not standing room only or anything, but okay. there it is okay. much more crowded than it was earlier today. Okay. Is there like um, a booth somewhere we can sit at? Um, it's a, uh, are there any of those standing like tables like where they would put like oh absolutely high, high like chairs not high chairs but like you know the tall chairs tall but stools. they don't have any yeah um, just at a table that doesn't have any of those at all okay yeah yeah it's like a lean some table. other party yeah some other party grabbed all the chairs from this table and has six people sitting around this table it's way too small for them. Mm -hmm. So you got standing over at a tall table. Mm -hmm. um, I I hand him a glass and I I say, um, well, this put me back a bit, but mm -hmm. I feel bad. What do you mean you feel bad? You're gonna feel great. 
well, I'm about to feel fantastic, but mm-hmm, yes, no, what I'm, what I'm saying is I feel bad because we've been traveling for so long and I haven't really, we haven't really talked a lot about sort of where you come from. I mean, we did in the cell a little bit, oh, but I mean, do you, do you want to know about hobgoblins? Do you, sure. It's not exactly exciting. Well, I guess I didn't know that you didn't have your forge bound item. I kind of assumed that it was the sword. sword. No, no, no. My, my, my forge bond item, uh, uh, in my mind is pretty cool. Haven't really spent a lot of time with it. Have you ever like touched it? How do oh, you, how no, do you... no, 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 no. Can't, can't do that. Can't do, can't that. do that. Yeah. No. Do you want to talk about something else? Well, here's what I'm saying. And you can tell me how far fetched uh, this this might sound, but I have experience stealing forge bound items. And from his hip, Stormpiercer will say, "It's true. I stole Stormpiercer. Well, stole stole Stormpiercer back, and I think maybe not now, maybe not." in the immediate future, but someday you're going to need help stealing that back. And I have the skills to help you. I, I completely agree with you. Um, I just want to take a change a few words. We're not going to steal it. It's going to be handed to me as I rightly deserve it to be handed to me as leader of the hobgoblins. So let's just, we don't have to steal anything. It's just the way it's going to happen. Okay. Um, and when that time comes, how do we that? How do we make that happen? You know, uh, working on that plan right now. This drink's going to help me come up with it, real sure. good. Yeah. And uh, uh, and when we get to that point, uh, I'll let you know how it goes. But you're 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 right up there. You're on the list of number one lieutenants. Maybe, uh, maybe even a general. Great. Yeah, I don't, um, I don't know much about military ranks, but uh, you, you know what? Neither do I. I hold up a drink and I say, "It's not true." Not getting smashed by Cherish's mom. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's not how I thought that sentence was gonna go. <laughs> and you both drink, and mm-hmm. it goes down so smooth. And there's like mm-hmm. a, a a three count. There's a one, two three and then the burn hits you're just like Mm. can you feel like the burn in your toes too and it starts tingling and you can almost feel it in your lungs like every time you breathe in you get more of it sort of working its way down your system you're just like it's totally worth a hundred gold oh my god and you can also feel it going straight to your head oh yeah (laughs) Um, what did I say happens when hobgoblins get drunk? I don't say they, they get their, a little purpley. Uh, their nose gets purpley or something. Their nose gets like full of blood because uh, their mm-hmm. nose is the most like uh, sensitive part of their head. And mm-hmm. it's a, a really clear sign of what emotions they're feeling is based on how much blood is in their nose. Like they don't get flushed cheeks. Their nose gets ruddy. Mm. So, oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, my my nose is just getting ready. It, you wouldn't be able to tell like a normal hobgoblin super like a lot, 
yeah, you can tell I'm straight up Rudolph <laughs> right now. Tirza, have you made your way back to a room of some kind after dropping the keys off with the boys? Yeah, and I think she comes in during one of their, like, during a jovial part and just kind of, like, slides the keys and is like, I'm not. It's okay. I'm going to go now. There are, uh, I'm buying the next round. It's, it's, it's slightly better cactus juice. Okay. Okay. I'm fine with more cactus juice. Honestly, I, and And we buy one for Tirza too. Oh no. I'm, I, no, we bought one. We bought one for you. You know, you're not drinking it. I'm going to drink it. You buy one for Tirza, but then you can't find Tirza. Okay. Yeah, I'm. Um, I'm looking for. I'm gonna see if Shikar is down here. No. Anywhere. No. Nope. I would be shocked. Okay. Cherish. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I'm so shaky. Walking down the cold streets of Blue Gulch is a weird experience now it has been years since you've been home let alone home and alone the sounds of the occasional bar fight in the distance are a familiar lullaby the sounds of the occasional clattering coach rolling down the street is an old familiar background hum. The frigid air that you breathe in smells of home. Because that's what this place is. It's your home. The time you spend walking back to your house is one of quiet reflection. Even Maz is silent. As you find your way to the darkened doorstep, you can't help but glance back at the the lit streets, the pair of drunks holding each other up walking down the street, the low swoop of an owl just above the building line. In the distance, you can just make out the, the dull glow of the called shot a few blocks up. It's the tallest building in town, so it's tough to miss. A bat maybe flaps across the night sky. An owl giving chase, perhaps. But it's strangely peaceful here. Even though you know that chaos is roiling just underneath the surface, whether it be the aggravated rivalry between Danjo Deepseam and Mayor Von Zorovich, or this cult emerging from the shadows of both your trials that have plagued you over the last couple of years and seemingly intertwined themselves into your personal life when they kidnapped you and Kalkin. And you try not to think about the even deeper threat that may lurk in the foothills to the southwest. 
because that gnawing thought is still at the back of your mind that your purpose here is maybe not necessarily to confront a hole in the world, but to understand what those people who worship it are trying to accomplish with that power. Because that's what the old mage said. It was month it was months ago now, but she did not ask you to plug holes in the dam. She asked you to gather information and understand what was happening. Yeah. We are not doing a good job. And so that's why the look in Tirza's face when she was speaking about putting a stop to these people terminally without much need for understanding why until you had insisted on that fact over the course of an evening is somewhat worrisome. But as you move inside your home, take off that stupid, stupid hat. Stupid fucking hat. You breathe the the quiet air of your childhood home and a home that you're now coming back to after experiencing the panic-inducing insanity that has been your life over the last five years. Quietly, you make a cup of tea, and eventually you hear the dull thump of Kalkin's boots. They're unmistakable. You can tell just by the pattern as she walks up. She fumbles for her keys and lets out a small curse as she drops them as she is off to do. She'll go to unlock the door and find it's already unlocked and go, <laughs> Of course. And she'll see you inside, sitting at home like you almost always did. She'll give you a big smile, and she'll say, Welcome home, Cherish. I think it is there that we will end our session tonight. Because, as always, if you wish to find us on Twitter, you can do so at MattcomRPG. That's spelled M-A-T-C-O-M-R-P-G. We also have an email address, which is materialcomponentsrpg at gmail.com. Always love hearing from all of our listeners, especially when we have the more talky episodes. When no one besides each other are actively trying to kill you. Yeah. <laughs> Just because you have a very angry mom sometimes. I had a plan. I, I had a plan. I was so glad, too, I didn't have to dis uh, impose disadvantage with my sheep. Break my hands. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, you can find me on Twitter at Elliot C. Lewis. Um, I'm in go. I'm seeing my actual real life mom this weekend. And, uh, I miss her a lot too. I just saw her on Sunday, but. <laughs> uh, yeah, I am also on Twitter, and I'm on on Twitter at cryoutolivia. Uh, come hang out. Um. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at the Readamus. Um, 
let's let's find out together what uh, weird stuff that uh, that orc is getting up to now that he's been <laughs> uh, scared into worshiping me in some <laughs> weird, strange way. Um, yeah, that'll be fun. That'll be fun. Um, and please rate our podcast at uh, you know whatever. Um, platform you're consuming our podcast please rate it um let us know if you like it if you don't if there's something you wish we could be doing better um or don't i don't know um yeah we like hearing from you so uh please do that all true things of course, if you wish to follow me personally on Twitter you can do so at MK Gorgoni. Uh you can also of course, follow our dear friend Omatep. He hasn't been on an episode in quite some time, but he's always chatting up on Twitter over at, at NPC underscore AN. You just can't shut that guy up. Nope. Not possible. And there are bananas in Blue Gulch, so we might be seeing him sometimes. It's true. Yeah, and I'd also like to apologize to Fran Drescher. I didn't mean it. I'm sorry. <laughs> You're not a goblin. Oh, don't hurt me. She's like the biggest team. fan of this show too. Yeah, so. <laughs> she was she, she was the first one to give us five stars. So thank you, Fran. Fran. Yeah. And seat. of course, you can listen to me over on my other podcast, Panel Up, where we'll be talking about all things Avengers Endgame. As of the, uh, it's uh, the movie so big that we needed two friggin' episodes to talk about it. Um, so uh, we'll be doing that as of the release of this episode um so as always i would like to say the world actually there is a quick oh, i forgot one thing i'm sorry y'all i really do apologize because there was just one thing i did forget and that was the form in a professor's clothing no sitting oh. not far at a table Drinking his coffee, looking over slightly, smiling to himself as he flaps open his paper. But anyway, the world is chaos, so please be kind to one another. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Good night, y'all. Good night. Have a great night. Bye, everybody. All my rage.